0: Hi. The Common Man and T-Bone podcast is brought to you by Care Heating and Cooling. Cold Cold or sweaty sweaty is no way to go through life? Call my guys at Care Heating and Cooling for all your heating and cooling needs. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. And stay tuned after the podcast for special bonus content from past shows. I love that that thing is so thick, I can barely get it in there. Bye.
1: Welcome. To the dumbest part of your day, this is Common Man and T-Bone. You
2: guys all know I cheated, but I'm still here anyway, so y'all can just Esma blank and whatever. Like
1: I don't know. what I'm trying to say it. And you know what I mean. I know, but even even that made me nervous. s blank Featuring Panama Ted. Shut up, Ted! Five-minute delays with Leanna Ray. <laughs> you guys like Bjork? And random sounds from the internet. Yes, sir! He's do You want to sack? The guy is drunk. Whoa back.
3: Watch your profanity. Would you not eat my pants? Ah!
1: This is Man and Bone.
0: <laughs> Happy Wednesday! Welcome in. Hello, Bone. Hello, man. We have a big program today. All the news and notes you need as we go on campus in the 4 o'clock hour. Name-dropping with Jeff Rimmer. In the 5 o'clock hour, we also await the icy white death Mm. that is about to hit us. I'll tell you what, man. You know, we share the building here with with 10TV. And I was over on the television side of the building today. And I have never seen so many people, especially the women, walking around with full erections. They are so excited <laughs> oh, about the weather and the storm coverage. It's, it is huge over there.
2: Well, I mean, it's as, uh, <clears throat> sorry, as I clear the phlegm, that's, that's, what, they're, that's what they're there to do. Oh, right? I understand. Talk about
0: the weather. They're, they're there to talk about the weather and scare us all to death, slash inform us. Well,
2: whatever. How, I mean, I know you know the weather pretty well, but how bad do you think it's going to be? Like, I, to me, it feels like this is where we are—at least where I'm sitting because I'm at home because I'm feeling sick. I I see a lot of ice or a lot of rain right now, and I see the temperatures going down, and it feels like this area is going to get like all that nice rain turning into ice overnight, and tomorrow's just—I'm sure, we'll, yes, yeah,
0: so I'm sure we'll get some nice ice excited about you know i'm gonna be home tomorrow too oh you are well we're all working remote because right. of the yeah, uh the yeah, weather yeah. tomorrow that's right so they that's sent us home i'm gonna be in the basement just like you
2: speaking of our uh people on the tv side i just saw yolanda harris our gal tweeted out columbus city schools closed on thursday so it's
0: already well, started they're closed every other day anyway aren't they're they
2: just, they're closing schools right this is the probably first of
0: many i don't know if i'm surprised maryville Marysville hasn't closed for two weeks <laughs> <laughs> we, from what you yeah, tell me it's like we, hey we to,
2: frost closed i think i think i've started to make a difference because now i we have not nearly had the number of like not snow days but just days for fog or wind or you know the cloud was in front maybe of the sun maybe it was all the, you're
0: complaining
2: yeah i don't know maybe we've gotten that because my kids have been like shoved to school through Cloudy a lot of things now. closed yeah. <laughs> we read remember, robert frost poetry closed I will never forget a day where we had fog that closed the school. Which you know, fog can get bad out these parts. I understand they have two-hour delays. They closed for the day, and it, I would left for work at like nine thirty, and I could, I, it, sun was out, I could see. This was last year, and I remember thinking, "What are we doing? Why? Why is it closed?" Your it daughters are sense. playing outside in the street. Yeah, it was wonder. It was like nice weather. All the kids were out. And it's
0: like, why did they close? I don't know. So hunkered down, hunkered down. Enjoy us tomorrow. We'll be here. There's only one thing I'm concerned about tomorrow. Is, you know, at the house, I have, uh, you know, here at the radio station, we got 19 million generators. So if the power goes out, we're fine. Uh huh. At the house, I'm fine if the power goes out because I have a generator that will run everything I need. But if the internet goes out, well then. Well, I'm going to be doing the show over a cell phone connection.
2: Well, here, here's the thing, man. Like, I had to sit there with Marco, our program director, and he's like walking me through how to use this app. And then I'm telling him like, hey, I can only hear it through the speaker on my phone. I can't get it to go through the headphones. And he's like, huh, don't know why that is. And, and so we're talking through this. I'm like, you know, if if there's a situation where the entire city is shut down, we have to be at home because of it and then our internet goes out. You and I talking on phones. Like, let's just run a let's run a thing. Play something. No, I'm I don't talking know. on the phone. Oh, go ahead. We you gotta do be that. here for people. For what? For to comfort. Which, which backup
0: offensive lineman is going to yes. get it done this year? Is that, is that our show? Is that what we do? <laughs> No, we're not going to do that. I'm Just saying,
2: that. right? I mean, it's if, if I'm saying most people are probably going to be looking for like when is my power coming back? If our power's all out, then probably a lot of
0: people's is out. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but you know what? They can. Uh, we always talk about the podcast. It'll be there for them. Mm. Then if they need it yeah
2: oh that's that's you know, right the, the i understand what's is happening there. here
0: i care about our listeners i want to help them through any situation oh i understand you just, what's you, happening just you just want to bail
2: I understand. I understand what's happening here i got generation shamed today Ge- or not generation generator shamed today because marco texts me he's like do you have a generator home i said no and he's like
0: oh <sighs> well he knows how so much I money you we, make i don't even know
2: why we hired you Let's and it's go. like well
0: spend some of that on a generator
2: I, why? For this once a year where we have something like this happen? Yes. Yeah, no
0: thanks. Yes. That's ridiculous. Good, good one for you, though.
2: Portable you, ones. you have it.
0: Common man here for...
2: <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm going to stick a Honda generator in my house. I think- <laughs> have the gasoline going and just, hey. And then your wife comes over and is like, be worried about carbon monoxide. I'm no, like, yeah, run a generator. Do it in
0: the garage with the garage door open. Oh, that's good. I'll just sit
2: out in the garage. <laughs> that's good. With the ice and the What's snow. What's the matter? Outside? Your, phleg- your
0: phlegm doesn't want to be out in no. the elements? No, it doesn't. The neighbors will come over, just sit right on your driveway and listen to you do the show like a remote. (laughs) Then they'll come up and start talking to you during the show like a real remote. Yeah, that's exactly
2: right. That'll be good. We could have... I'll put some cider out. We could do that. I like it. You know, hard or soft. Nobody ever says soft when it comes to cider. I know we say soft drinks, but we don't say soft cider. We have a lot of hard cider. Regular cider is soft. That's what I have to say.
0: Uh, The NFL... And the team's named in the Brian Flores lawsuit says his claims have no merit, and they look forward to defending themselves. Either way, this should be interesting. Brian Flores was making the media rounds today. I saw him on Get Up this morning. He was on the uh, the CBS morning show. I forget what the hell they're calling that now, but he was on that. So, you know, he's he's, of course, he decided to file the lawsuit. He is leaning into this. Teddy and I were talking before the show, and I'm curious to get your take on this, Bone. I'm not I'm not saying that everything Brian Flores is alleging in his lawsuit is true. I have no idea. I mean, I guess we'll we'll find out more about that as the discovery process becomes public, but I do find it odd that the NFL like, didn't waste five minutes coming out saying, no, this is ridiculous, we will defend ourselves, this has no merit. When in other situations, when, you know, wrongdoing is alleged, the NFL will come out and say, we're troubled to hear this, we don't think there's anything going on, but we shall investigate. Now, maybe that investigation, investigation is a sham anyway, but how many times have we seen the NFL close ranks hold uh, an, an independent investigation and then come out with some sort of finding. We're not seeing any of that here.
2: No, and and I had that I had a, a couple Twitter lawyers come at me yesterday cuz I I said something similar on Twitter basically that you know they they instantly came out with no merit. There's no merit to this, right? But the the argument I got from the Twitter lawyers was, well, what do you expect them to do? They got a lawsuit. Of course you have to defend yourself. Well, yeah, but there there were lawsuits filed against Deshaun Watson. And what did they say? Did they come right out and say an hour later after the lawsuits got filed, there is no merit to these concerns about Deshaun Watson? No. They said, we'll we'll investigate and see what's going on. Now, of course, the NFL wasn't named in the lawsuit, but they're treating this. A lot of people, I guess, who are making that argument are looking at it like the NFL is like you or me or a small business where – Maybe it does make sense from a legal standpoint to come out instantly and say, there's no merit to this. I'm being accused of something I could not do. There is zero chance NFL lawyers, Roger Goodell, the other 31 NFL owners, right, can know for sure that the reason Brian Flores wasn't hired in New York was or was not because of racism, right? There's no way they can know with Stephen Ross if he was fired because of racism, right? We can't know that for sure. There's... Nothing you can really say to that, let alone the allegations that Stephen Ross paid him to take games. That's a whole other separate thing. They will not do that for an employee that works for them, but they will do it for one of the owners, which tells you the game, right? I mean, they are going to deny this. They are going to deny that they are, you know, that there is an, a problem with hiring black people To be head coaches in the NFL. They're going to deny that because if they admit anything other than full denial, it causes them much more headaches. But wouldn't those headaches be worth it if you actually cared about changing things? You know, like, let's say there is really a problem. Yeah, it's a headache to address the problem. But wouldn't that be good to say, hey, we don't know. We didn't think there was a problem with racism here, but... You know what? We're going to look into this a little bit. We're going to talk to the Mara family. We're going to find out more. We're going to, at least from a PR standpoint of nothing else, even if they don't believe any of this to be true, I don't know why they wouldn't start there.
0: Well, you that's know? what surprises me because they've, they've done it in the past. You know, Troy Vincent, longtime employee of the, uh, the league office, he's come out and said, yeah, you know, we we do need to get better when it comes to minority hiring. And I'm trying to make it better, but sometimes I feel like I'm beating my head up against a brick wall. The league itself has acknowledged that they're not where they want to be on this issue. Now, admitting that you're not where you want to be on an issue and, you know, directly saying we are not going to hire this person based on their skin tone, those are two different things. I mean, I don't... I don't know if they can prove intent. You know, you and I talked about that yesterday. That's going to be the tough thing. I think the thing that's going to be even more interesting, because what will happen is the NFL will clean up their language and they're going to say we're going to take this more seriously and that'll really be the end of that. Should it? No. We can have a larger discussion about it, but I don't think it's going to get further than that. I think the, the owners paying guys to lose... That's going to be a huge thing. And I'm, I am surprised that the league was so quick to say nothing to see here on that. Well, that's, that's the problem, right? Is for years, they
2: have ignored this problem they have with, you know, the racial bias they have in hiring. You, Mike, look, look at the NBA. You know, you can go to the NBA and see that they had a percentage of of head coaches who were black in the NBA, the player percentages making up black players in the NBA and the NFL, it's about the same. It's roughly 70 to 75% depending on the year. But in the NBA last year, they had a crisis because there were only seven black head coaches, the lowest number since, I want to say, 2010 or 2011. And then this year, I think six of the seven or seven of the eight hires that were made in the offseason ended up being black head coaches And the number went back up. Now, I think 43% of the league or of the teams in the league have a black head coach, which is more closely aligned with the amount of people who play the game who are black in the NBA. It would make sense. Former players would then eventually grow on to some of them be coaches, and they would work their way up through the ranks and eventually become head coaches. That's what happens in the NFL, too. But you don't see that in the NFL. You see a very small percentage comparatively to another league that is in the same United States that is under the same rules and laws of the government and all that with similar, you know, media coverage and all that there's there's one giant difference there, right? It seems. And we what how else could you explain that other than there's some kind of bias thing going on? Mike, I read an article from last year where it talks about how Eric Bieniemy and Byron Leftwich both basically said, "Yeah, it's a problem, it needs to be fixed." Byron, uh, Bruce Arians got mad last year that Byron Leftwich didn't even get an interview last year. This guy was the offensive coordinator of the Super Bowl champions, and he did not get an interview last year. Now, obviously, he's up for the Jags job this year, but you know where I read that article that pointed out the problems with the hiring in the NFL? It was from NFL.com. Like, the. They have, they, they have acknowledged this is a problem. So to suddenly come out and say there's no merit to this Brian Flores lawsuit, well, that's just ludicrous,
0: right? I tend to think so. Um, I don't think it's going away, and there are other wrinkles now is that you'll have other guys come out and start talking. We have that because Hugh Jackson is throwing darts at Jimmy Haslam. Details coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan.
3: Fan traffic. From the Meisters Bar Traffic Center.
4: Good afternoon. You'll find that earlier incident has cleared from I-71 southbound and 11th Avenue. The high water has receded and all lanes have reopened, but please be careful as traffic continues to recover. This traffic is sponsored by Rumpke Waste and Recycling. New year, new career. Rumpke Waste and Recycling is now hiring new and seasoned CDL drivers age 19 and up. Family owned and operated, Rumpke offers tuition reimbursement, home nightly routes, and a recession-resistant career. Apply now at RumkeyCareers.com, Equal opportunity employer Restriction apply. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Hey!
5: and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaver queef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust.
1: Stupid impressions and bad math. This is Common Man and T-Bone.
0: Happy Wednesday i glad you've tuned in. Three hours a day, every single day. Unless T Bone's power goes out, then it's a free for all. <laughs> Brian <laughs> Flores is suing the NFL. You know this by now. Hugh Jackson has uh, jumped in on this. He replied to something on social media talking about how Stephen Ross offered to pay Brian Flores $100,000 for every loss during the 2019 season was mad when they kept winning. Hugh Jackson responded, "Well, Jimmy Haslam was happy while well, we kept losing." So then people started to reply back to him and one user said that uh, if Jimmy Haslam offered $100,000 for each loss, Hugh Jackson would be on the Forbes list to which Hugh responded, "Trust me, it was a good number. I stand with Brian Flores. I can back up every word I'm saying." <laughs> Now, there's, well, what, there's t- yeah. two things that I was thinking about with this. Go ahead. Um, first of all, is this something that happens with regularity? Because you and I talk about you know, how tanking sometimes is a necessary evil. However, I am under no illusion that the coaches on the field and the players are directly involved with tanking. Their job is to go out there and win. That's what they're paid to do. Now, the front office direction, the organizational direction – That can be planned out in advance. Here's who we think we need to play to get better in the long run, even if it doesn't necessarily work out for us this weekend. I don't think there's really anything nefarious there. But if you're going to your head coach saying, on game day, I want you to lose, then I have a problem with that, especially when you're bribing him with extra cash. That's So that's thought number one. That was long story long. Thought number one. Thought number two Sounds like Hugh took the money, doesn't it? Well,
2: yeah, right. I mean, it it does sound like that. But, you know, there's there's a little bit with Hugh that's weird here because obviously as a Browns fan, I'm not a huge fan of his from the standpoint of, you know, I remember when he coached there. It wasn't that long ago. So you're going to have to pardon some of his Browns fans if we're just not happy with how that situation went. And some of that was on Hugh. Not all of it, they gave him a terrible roster. He, I believe also you know didn't help matters right, but no he he certainly was given a bad roster there. You can definitely make that argument um what's what's interesting to me though is, and I've always wondered this with Hugh Jackson, you know when he says things or he'll he'll kind of pop up after the fact and say, "Oh yeah, that happened with me too. I just didn't say anything Hugh's, Hugh's the guy who does tend to say things though right like. He's got his buddy, Mike Silver, that has you know, helped him get a lot of messages out there. He's someone who would let you know, I think, especially when he was doing his media tour after the fact to say, hey, I'm not as bad as that record looked, and that's not all my fault. That's That's largely because of the team they gave me. Don't you think at that point it would have made sense that he would have come out and said, yeah, and I too was paid to tank. And let me show you the receipts. Or maybe he doesn't do that in an interview on NFL Network, let's say. Well, but it, Brian Go Flores. to The Athletic or somewhere and do that, right? You know, post well, that article. Sure,
0: but Brian Flores said, you know, I was offered money to lose and I was offended by this and I didn't take it. And that's one of the reasons why <laughs> right. you know, things didn't work out with me with the Dolphins because I wasn't willing to play ball. I didn't want to tamper with other players around the league. They asked me to do that. They were trying to offer me money to lose. I was offended by that and didn't take it. To your point, if Hugh Jackson were in the same boat, and he was offered money, and he was genuinely offended, saying, "This is disrespectful to me and the game." You are absolutely right. That would make it out in the media in five minutes. That's the type no, of guy no, Hugh Jackson is. Not even that. You know, right. If it had happened, he was offended in this season. You're right.
2: He probably it, like his his only way to to put this out there. If this is true, is to probably admit he took it because he just. I mean, his tweet was the money was pretty good. Right? Yes. Like, he didn't say the money, they put a lot of money out there, but I refused to do it. He said the money was good. And then it says here again, now this is, this is someone who's attached to Hugh in some way. Kimberly Demer or Demert. I'm not sure how you say her last name. She is, uh, the head of Hugh Jackson's foundation. She's the, like, you know, chairperson of his foundation. She tweeted out, Congratulations, Brian Flores, for your bravery. We have records that will help your case. DM me at NFL and at NFL commission knew about this and covered it up. They, they did this. And then she tweeted at the Browns. They paid Brown, D Podesta, and Barry bonus money along with Hugh Jackson to tank for 2016 and 2017. Like she says that this all happened and they have receipts and you will see those receipts. She says Hugh Jackson will expose this and he will bring all the records with him. Okay. All right. But right. I mean, I'm I'm very curious to see if that happened. I'm and I'm
0: curious to see too. First of all, DM me. Hugh Jackson can't get Brian Flores' phone number. What the hell are we doing here?
2: Well, yeah, I don't I don't we're, know. We're
0: DMing uh, on social media. Second of all, again, I'm I'm not doubting that those guys all got bonuses, but um welcome to corporate America. You know you have CEOs who are in charge of companies that are losing hundreds of millions of dollars a year that get yearly bonuses that they probably shouldn't get. I would be shocked, again, maybe I shouldn't be. I would be shocked if they were so dumb, ownership was so dumb to put on the bonus, this is for losing. I'm quite sure it's for other BS things that they had there well, in the building.
2: Let's let's also let's let's take that back a second though, because what if what if what they're saying, what what if what Kimberly DeMert or DeMare, what if Hugh Jackson is saying is true about the Browns, and what if what Brian Flores is saying is true about the Dolphins? And, you know, Hugh Jackson took the money Brian Flores didn't. I think the bigger issue is here once again, the NFL has set up poor incentives for teams to be the best. Right? There are a lot of teams as we've talked about constantly. It makes more sense to tank. And our only defense against what is being alleged here. And the reason we don't think it goes on is because we think these owners are too arrogant and prideful. Ah, uh, they'd never want to do that. Right? They would never. And these coaches would never want to go out there and risk their professionalism or go up to players and, and or, or make decisions with the roster to say, no, we're not going to do that. We acknowledge that a GM may not build the team as best he can in the first year because he's trying to get... He might trade things away to get assets, right? He might trade players away to get draft picks. And so that means the team's just going to be bad. That's different than on a given day saying, we're benching this guy, we're playing that guy, we know this is going to make us loose. <laughs> that's that's a bigger problem. If these things are any... Let's say the bonuses, Mike, were given because of performance and just general contract, they've still got to figure out the problem of were these bonuses given for that type of purpose and if so how do you stop that in the nfl i don't know the answer
0: more conversation about this because this is a story that is uh, far reaching and not going away so we'll discuss it more coming up next Colin man and t-bone on the fan fan traffic
3: from the meisters bar traffic center
4: Good afternoon. Watch out for a disabled vehicle causing heavy delays on I-71 northbound to Eleventh Avenue. Traffic is stopping go from 670 in this area. Plan on some heavy backups as things begin to clear. traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options to help their customers stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. I'm the NRA with fan traffic.
1: Extra large. Extra stupid. This is Man and Bone.
0: Today is Groundhog Day, a.k.a. the dumbest day of the year. A big rat saw his shadow, so we have six more weeks of winter. Although we have dueling rats. Punxsutawney Phil saw his shadow. Buckeye Chuck did not. And there's a place in New Jersey, when they went to get their big giant rat today, he was dead. So I don't know what the hell that means. <laughs> I think
2: that's probably, there's probably a dozen or more of those, aren't there? Of like some kind of animal has to see his shadow at some point. I think that's
0: become more of a thing over the years as Punxsutawney Phil got so popular. I, I don't know. It's stupid. You know, I always go back to the the movie Star Trek First Contact. Have you seen the movie, Bone? Um, A long time ago. All right, well, have here's to refresh a little, here's my little rundown for you. So, yeah. the human race, I forget what year this is supposed to be, we develop a spaceship, a rocket that allows us to travel at the speed of light. We've broken that barrier. And it's at that moment the aliens look at us and say, okay, they're now worthy of our presence. We're going to go down, make contact with them because they've broken the speed of light. They know how to do it. They're enlightened enough. We can discuss large intergalactic matters with them now. And I have this image in my head that maybe the aliens are having the same discussion about us right now. Where they're saying, you know what, it's 2022 for them. They've advanced in a lot of ways. Maybe it's time for us to make... Oh, wait. They're lifting a big giant rat into the sky. (laughs) And asking this animal for its weather prediction. Nope, not ready for us yet. Take a hard pass.
2: This is what I also think. To to speak to that when you've got these archaeologists digging up a society and they're you know they'll find some ancient civilization right and they'll they'll say look on this clay pot it looks like these people put the head of it like the Egyptians they put a head of a dog on top of a human body stupid wow how stupid they were primitive people right and it's like but they also built the pyramids is it possible the people carving in the pyramids might have had dumber ideas than the people building the pyramids could it also be that some of the people in Egypt, we're like, let's lift a groundhog up to the sun. And other people were like, I'm just going to check my weather app. Like, you know, I think there's probably dual people in that civilization, too, where some people were like, I like these little goofy traditional things. And other people said, no, nah, I'm all about technology, and I don't really care about that. I think we couldn't just look at, you know, ground uh, a Groundhog Day celebration and say, that's what America is. It's like, well, no, that's what a few people in america are that's not all of everyone
0: right who knows i hope not we do it every single year well yeah we do no, people stand people do out in the cold things. and sleet people do lots of
2: things every single year it's it's a tradition you know it's a tradition well sure
0: i it's remember just not, it's years. just not one
2: that i value remember when but grandma it's would come
0: over on groundhog day and make a big meal sit around the fire and exchange I'm saying
2: gifts. for that town, there's somebody who every year gets up and goes, well, it's my day. And they get
0: <laughs>
6: up and they put their suit on and they That's go fine. out there. And All I'm
0: saying is, I, I don't want to know you. I don't want to know those people. I'm glad they I have agree. their day. I don't want to know them. That's right. Uh, NFL. NFL's being sued by Brian Flores. Uh, he claims many things. Racial issues with hiring um, being offered money to lose games ultimately though bone this is going to go down to it's not are these owners bad people because i'm quite sure the answer in a lot of cases is, is <laughs> well, yes yeah you don't right? because, know my thoughts on well that, he, sure. it's, and, right it's, and it's not just oh if you're an nfl owner you're a bad person there are a lot of super rich people in this country that are bad people sure you know that's just they're used to getting their way they're used to dealing with people who look like them all the time that's where they're in their comfort zone so yes i can see how there would be some intentional uh racism you mean in, unintentional or no i'm saying oh, intentional okay racism i i do find it hard to believe that they would be so dumb to Put it on paper. Have documentation of it. We were talking yesterday about the NCAA wants to do away with injury faking during the game to try and slow down these high-powered offenses. And you and I said, all right, well, that's that's great. But how are you going to prove that these guys are faking injuries unless these coaches are writing it down saying, second quarter, we did this, fake leg injury. Now, we've seen coaches dumb enough to put things on note cards in the past, but... I find it hard to believe they'd be doing that in 2022. Maybe these owners are that dumb and there is a paper trail there. I just don't know how you prove it.
2: Yeah, you know, that's, that's a solid point, too. And I think there's two separate arguments with this, you know, with any of this, right? With, with tanking or with, with the racial bias and the hiring and all that, there's the legal argument of can you prove that this was going on? From a legal standpoint, can you get a document? You know, like, w- when it came out with, uh, uh, was it Donald Sterling, right? That was the one that had, uh, um, oh gosh, what was the woman's name who wore like the welder's hat? V. Stiviano. Around? V. Stiviano, yeah. right. Where she recorded him saying racist things, and then that got out there, and it became, wow, hard to deny, this dude seems pretty racist. Right, Maybe he right. shouldn't own a team. That's a, that's, that's, not what's probably going to happen here, but he didn't break any laws when that occurred, right? Like, we're not... He didn't go to jail. He didn't do anything like that. He just had to get of his team because it became known that this guy was a piece of garbage. So there's the, Brian, there's the legal argument of Brian Flores is saying, you know, the NFL has this problem, and I want to break this down, and I want there to be discovery of these documents. I don't know what you're going to get there. You're right. There may not be something that is blatantly racist. There may not be something that's typed out or that's saved in an email that says here's your $100,000 if you'll tank a game. And I hate you because you didn't tank enough for me or whatever. But we can't deny there are these problems. Obviously, one is much graver than the other with institutional racism in the hiring process of the head coaching level of an NFL team and, and GMs, if you go look at the percentages there too, it's not much better at the GM level. And obviously ownership is, is there's, there's almost no representation. So those are problems that I think where the NFL is going to come down and say, I don't know how we, I don't know how we fix it. Right. There's not, there's not an easy solution to that, but then you can't blame people like Brian Flores, for saying, yes, but it is a problem,
0: right? Yes, but is there a desire to fix it, too? Is there going to be a demand that it gets fixed? Because, look, man, every single week we sit here and talk about how these numbers are at all-time highs, right? People consuming the game, spending money on the game, watching the game. We had a situation, what was it, two years ago now, where Colin Kaepernick sued the NFL, claimed racial discrimination. It was a huge story. They ultimately settled with him. They paid him. I don't know if they're going to try and settle with Brian Flores here or if this will be a longer, drawn-out process, but that's pretty big deal with Colin Kaepernick. And guess what? People don't seem to care. So right. we, we care right. about this today. I just wonder if a year from now we're going to look back and say, oh, yeah, remember when Brian Flores sued the NFL? What the hell happened with that?
2: I, well, you're right. And I, I think it's going to matter is if more coaches who – Again, there's not been a ton of black head coaches in the NFL compared to all the other white head coaches there have been. But if you have people like Bruce Arians last year speaking out saying, uh, yeah, this did happen. Byron which got completely jumped over for interviews. Eric Biennemi interviewed for like seven teams last year. Mike, did you know that?
7: I, I knew it was a
0: big it. number. I didn't realize it was seven.
2: There were, there were however many openings there were. He interviewed for seven of those openings and did not get a job. Byron left, which did not even get the interview. That almost, you could see how someone might look at that and say, gosh, if the Rooney rule exists, which is supposed to allow for more minority candidates to get interviews, and then all you do is just bring one guy in and have him interview everywhere, that almost seems like a bunch of ownership together saying, let's just get one guy, and everyone interviews him and checks the box. And we don't actually take that to heart of what the what the reason was behind that rule. We're not trying to actually fix that problem. If that would occur, if if Bruce Arians and guys like him would speak up, and then also if other coaches who have experienced this, who can say, oh, yeah, this happened, I saw it, I just didn't feel like I could speak up because I figured no one would believe me. But now that we're talking about it again, I'll bring it up. Sure, here's all my stories. Maybe that will keep it in in center focus there. But, yeah, the NFL does not have good incentives when it comes to Uh, hiring black coaches and hiring black front office members and they need to change that they need to fix that
0: patriots fans are mad at tom brady i'm going to tell you why coming up next common man and t-bone on the fan fan traffic
3: from the meisters bar
4: traffic center Good afternoon. You'll find an earlier disabled vehicle has cleared from I-71 northbound to 411th Avenue. All lanes have reopened in that area. And we're going to find some slowdowns on 71 southbound between 5th Avenue and East Broad Street. Plan on some backups over there. Stratagaport is sponsored by Domino's. Order carryout online from Domino's and they're going to tip you 3 bucks just for picking up your own pizza. Let me repeat, that's $3 off for picking up your own pie. Don't twist our arms, Domino's. As for this offer, availability and charges may vary. For complete details, visit carryouttips.com. am Leanna Ray with fan traffic.
1: Prepare your non-beef jerky insides for what's about to happen to them.
0: This is Common Man and T-Bone. Common Man and T-Bone brought to you by Hinder Motorsports here on the fan. So Patriots fans are upset with Tom Brady. Tom Brady officially retired yesterday. And I got to tell you, Bone, when I saw this, I guess I just didn't notice it, but Tom Brady did not mention the New England Patriots at all in his retirement farewell announcement. he put on social media however uh your buddy scott zolak
1: (laughs) former
0: uh backup quarterback for the patriots the nfl
2: still tests him for peds even though he's not playing yes based on those sound bites
0: um he used to do color for the patriots during games i don't know if he does that anymore but he does still host a show on boston sports radio um and here's what he said about Tom Brady. He's either one cold calculating son of a bitch to where you can release that and say, that's it. That part of my life is done. This is my new venture. It was Tampa Bay. And now I'm just going to thank those people. I already did New England. Now I'm doing you. This would be a massive F you to the fans. Tom is very calculated in everything he does. Everything is pre-programmed, pre-thought out. Tom doesn't just omit someone for oh, I forgot that. I'm going to come back and thank that person again. No, this is all pre-calculated. Okay, so that <laughs> that seems to indicate then that there's
2: only one answer for what he did there, right? Unless he, I don't know. Maybe does he think when he left? Because didn't he do a whole big thank you for everything? New well, England? sure. I mean,
0: he, uh, you know, he took out an ad in the paper and you know they played there this past season and yeah, you know he went out a lot and, around that you know got emotional and gestured to the fans and sort of ran around the stadium and at the time he talked about how much the patriots meant to him how much those fans meant to him how emotional he was and it could just be that he's he's thinking to himself well i already i said goodbye to those people we had our goodbye why do i have to say goodbye again i I understand it. I also can understand if you're a Patriots fan, how maybe you feel a touch slighted.
2: Yeah, I, I guess so. I mean, let us let me let me ask you this, though. As a Bears fan, if you had a quarterback that won you all the things that Tom oh, well, Brady did for you... I, what are we doing? Fairy tales?
0: Right, right. I'm I, can't, I can't put my head around that. <laughs> if
2: If at the end of all that, it was like, oh, yeah. And then a few years after he leaves your organization, he officially retires with another team and then forgets to mention you in the Instagram post, You know, weigh all your things together and say, I'm going to guess he doesn't hate New England or the fans or anything like that. He didn't want to play there anymore. He didn't want to play necessarily with Bill Belichick. I don't think he really enjoys the cold very much. He talked about that, but I really don't think the guy's like, yeah, the place where I could today run for governor of that state and I'd be able to just probably waltz into it i'd hate everyone there and i never
0: want to see yeah, no i don't, I don't think, think it was that intentional. i don't think that's how he feels our uh, reports say jim harbaugh is planning on becoming the vikings head coach this is coming from the wolverine so they pretty much think he's gone and you know we said that yesterday today is national letter of intent signing day and what is jim harbaugh doing Harbaugh doing is he on campus and even though today's merely a formality because the early signing period dominates the headlines still coach Ryan Day had a radio show today that we aired right here on the fan Ryan Day understands the importance of being the face of the program today it's almost like a pep rally Jim Harbaugh is in Minneapolis interviewing for an NFL job we found that to be very odd he apparently according to reports Said goodbyes to people and thank yous to people. Did not address the team, but you know it seems like he's out. There's only one little wrinkle in his plan, and that is if the Minnesota Vikings wind up not offering him the job. Right? (laughs) I mean, how do you walk back in there then?
2: Well, I was reading uh, something from John U. Bacon, who is the you know Michigan. He's been there forever. That guy. He's written well, and he's written multiple books about Harbaugh and Michigan and their struggles with finding the right head coach and all this other stuff but he had a he had a whole kind of line of thinking that was more or less that j- these interviews are very important for Jim Harbaugh to make sure that he will work well with the GM because obviously in you know his time with the 49ers it was believed that they did not get along well him and I want to say Trent Baalke, That's right Baalke was That's still right. there at the time Then obviously he was in Jacksonville with Urban but I the, I think it's weird how that's kind of, now maybe that's just his take on things, but he seems to be pretty plugged into at least all things Harbaugh. I wonder if there is some of it where Jim Harbaugh is trying to get the word out that like, Hey, it's not just them selecting me. I got to want them. I got to want to work with who they're going to want, you know, and you know, I got to get to know this new GM and I got to understand if I want to work with this guy. So
0: I don't know. That's you think a- there's a guy on this planet that he would work well with? I mean, he is. An alien life form. <laughs> well, maybe that's, and, and I was saying yesterday, I don't know why
2: he has to interview. I guess maybe that's why he has to interview is, like, how will he handle it when there, yes, there is someone else in the building who's like, hey, Jim, uh, it's a normal Tuesday. We're not going to do weird things today, right? And he goes, I don't know about you. And, then, and he just starts sucking pickles out of a jar or something because you're like, I don't know what he's doing. He's that's just got his weird little quirks.
6: He's
2: got his weird little quirks. I don't know. He just does his thing. So you got to put up with like the crazy weirdness of Jim Harbaugh. And can everybody live with that in the building? I guess that's what you have to find out.
0: Big pickles or like little gherkin-sized I pickles? I picture little gherkins. Little gherkins, all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Bengals are making a big mistake. I'm going to tell you what that mistake is coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic.
3: From the Meisters Bar Traffic Center.
4: Good afternoon. Watch out for a disabled vehicle on 270 westbound after I-71. It is causing some backups over there as they try to get things cleaned up. You'll also find some slowdowns on Route 315 southbound between Lane Avenue and 670. Plan about a five-minute delay. Stravig Report is sponsored by Rumkey Waste and Recycling. New year, new career. Rumkey Waste and Recycling is now hiring new and seasoned CDL drivers age 19 and up. Family owned and operated. Rumkey offers tuition reimbursement, home nightly routes, and a recession-resistant career. Apply now at RumkeyCareers.com, Equal opportunity employer restrictions apply. Family
0: Be prepared with a care plan. Care, heating, and cooling. Call 1 800 Cooling or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Dumb. Very dumb. This is Man and Bone. Please go to wherever you get your audio. Search Common Man and T Bone. You will see our cartoon faces pop up. Click. Subscribe. Every single show comes right to your device, free of charge including tomorrow's white death edition of common man and t-bone
2: hopefully we're both able to be on the air have we heard anything from uh
0: your buddy the governor
2: oh mike dewine yeah yes hello everybody
0: how are you he's here hello gov how are you the weather sorry it's been a little uh
2: phlegmy in our house but uh good news everyone for all of you who are worried about the snow we have things under control, and before I tell you our plan, I just want you to know my grandchildren painted their hands and put them in a colorful collage.
0: How many grandkids do you have now,
2: Governor? Uh, seven, 74. 74 grandkids. They, they made a big collage. I'm going to show this on the screen so everyone will lend a hand. To our snowplow drivers by staying home. That's what I want to get the message.
0: Now, at. are the snowplow drivers going to deliberately damage people's cars like that one snowplow driver, the last snowstorm that we had? Uh, no, we, we don't think that. We think that was a rogue actor. Rogue actor. That's going to <laughs> a, bad, again. a bad actor.
2: I've heard, for, I hear from some of our meteorologists friends that we may get up to three inches of ice which is quite a bit of ice. Three inches of ice, Governor. Well, I I told Fran that, and she said three inches can be pretty intimidating,
0: and I said, well, I can't tell you what I said. (laughs) Thank you, Gov. Uh, What was I going to say to you? The Bengals are making a huge mistake. So the Bengals are actually, even though they're playing in Los Angeles, the home stadium of the Rams, they are the home team in this game because the conferences alternate. Last year... Buccaneers were the home team, the NFC team was the home team, so now the AFC team is the home team, and the Bengals have a choice in what uniform they want to wear. And I saw today that they were going to be wearing their home uniforms because they're the home team, and I think that is a big mistake. Look, I understand they want a playoff game at home, but... The reason why the Bengals are in this position is because all season long they have been road warriors. Their record was better on the road than it was at home. Embrace it. Embrace it you're on the road. Wear the white tops. Don't wear the black tops. Mistake. Well, let me ask you this.
2: Did did it have to do with the uniforms, them being on the road and playing better, or did it have to do with when the crowd was kind of against them, when they knew they were going into a hostile environment? Fabric color. Because I'm going to say, like, not only are they, yes, they're the home team as far as picking the colors and deciding which uniform they're going to wear, but they are the road team even in the locker room because I guess this makes sense. It's so, it's so weird because of how this is all working, but the Rams are the road team. They are playing in their home stadium. They are going to play or, or they are going to get ready in their home locker room. They are not going to, the, the, Bra- or the Bengals will not be in that locker room. Right, they will right. be in the visitor locker room. So try to wrap all that together. So they will feel like the visitors other than what they're wearing on their bodies. So I think it'll still work out okay for them.
0: How many Bengal fans think they're going to be there? Percentage-wise. Like, I'm going
2: percentage, percentage to say a good... And this is not because I don't think Bengals fans travel well or anything like that. I I, I could see it being like
0: 35 40%. Yeah, I was going to say 40%.
2: Because I think there's going to be an, an, there's always like 30% of the crowd that's, or 20% of the crowd that's going to be like the corporate crowd that's just there for whatever. That will be a mixture of Rams fans this year because LA has a lot of corporations that are, you know, big time headquarters of businesses are there in LA. And so there's going to be a lot of those anyway that will have those tickets that will then say, Oh, and now we're going to throw on Rams jerseys and root for the local team. But the diehard Rams fans, I think will be, 40% 40% of the crowd, and I think the diehard Bengals fans will probably be about 30-40% of the crowd. That other 20% is probably going to be mostly Rams fans.
0: In- and, and Rothman. Well, yeah. He'll right. be there. Oh, they, Are they going? Yeah, well, he's going.
2: Oh, nice. Him and Evil
0: Bald Collin are going. Matty Ice has no desire. He's staying here. I don't, I don't blame <laughs> him. I don't blame him either, Rothman honestly. and Evil Bald Collin on the streets of Los Angeles, oh, yeah. fathering all sorts of kids when they're out there. Is that, is that what's happening? Yes, yeah, so there's going to be a lot of long-winded, bald kids. I don't know why <laughs> like Rothman and evil, bald Colin's sp- sperm would morph into one. <laughs> <laughs> but, but in my mind, it does.
2: I just picture like Colin is trying to look up stats on his phone about some arcane sports thing, and Rothman is like, did you ever see uh Billy the Kid? Did you ever watch that? That's uh here's the Hollywood Square here. No, that's first he... of all, he
0: wouldn't say, Have you ever seen Billy the Kid? He would just come out with an obscure line yes, from Billy right, the that's Kid. Right. That's right, he that's exactly right. He wouldn't preface it in any way. Yes. Uh, today is National Signing Day. We talked about this earlier. Look, we know that December is the real signing day now, the early signing period, but today is the official day. Buckeye's only signing two guys today. But Bone is going to give you a look at the incoming class. At least the notables in the incoming class.
2: Yeah, so the two guys today, Carson Hinsman, he's 6'4", 280-pound, offensive lineman from St. Croix Central, which uh, is in Hammond, Wisconsin, Mike. Four-star offensive lineman, number 9 interior offensive lineman in the country. He was choosing between Ohio State and Wisconsin, go figure. And so that would seem to be working against the Buckeyes, right? You're a Wisconsin kid. Wisconsin, they usually he, get
0: those big, nasty yes, guys. Yes,
2: they do. And and he apparently grew up a Wisconsin fan, but then late in his recruitment decided, ah oh, man, but Ohio State really wants me. I got to think about that. That's a tough call. He chose Ohio State, and then Greg Stadrawa got fired two days after he committed, and he still decided to stick it out and come through. So there you go. Carson Hinsman, that's the one recruit today. Other one is Omari Abor, he is six foot four, 240 pound defensive end from Duncanville, Texas. Uh, four star guy, number six edge rusher in the country. So a pretty big get there. He committed at the Under Armour All American Bowl. Uh, but then said he was going to take some more visits over the next month, which was supposedly going to be Texas and Texas A&M. Then he decided not to take those visits and just stuck it out and said, yeah, I'm committed to Ohio State. That's where I'm going. So that's good. Um, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he formed a bond with Captain Buckeye, C.J. Hicks, who is, when you're talking about all the other guys who've already committed, C.J. Hicks is the number one prospect in this class, number seven overall in the country, uh, number one linebacker in the country. That's Ohio State's biggest get, I would say, out of this recruiting class, and people are saying he can come right in. And compete for a spot at linebacker because well, uh, don't know if you've seen. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, why wouldn't he? <laughs> but yeah, that's that's gonna be a really big deal, and I and I'm excited to see what he can do when he gets here. Um but the other guy that was the huge get in this class, that I mean we've talked about these guys already, but for those who have forgotten, Sonny Styles, who is coming in, you know, son of Lorenzo Styles, yeah. former Buckeye, plays at Pickerington Central. He was supposed to be in the 2023 class. But reclassified. He reclassified. He's here now. He is the number one safety in the class, even after reclassifying. So that just tells you the level of talent that he's got. He's six four two fifteen. 215. Yeah, he could play safety or linebacker at Ohio State, but projects more as like a Ronnie Hickman type at the bullet position. So there you go. Those are the two best gets out of this class, you would say. Devin Brown's the quarterback who has the, uh, Joe Germain connection, which I love. So that's going to be, you know, a question to see how he'll do when he eventually gets his shot, but that's not going to come for He you know, reclassified this year, too,
0: didn't he? Devin Brown? I
2: don't know if that's the He trans. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, well, wait a second. No, cause, cause, uh, Ewers reclassified, and that's what I think, got him to I thought be Devin Brown
0: reclassified too. Maybe I'm, yeah, wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. wrong. Well, he
2: transferred from Joe Germain's school to like a school up in Utah for like his senior year, I want to say. Anyway, okay. the point is, so there's another that's the quarterback in this class. Those are the guys that stand out to me, but uh 21 guys in this class uh ranked number 1 in the Big 10, number 4 in the country. It's pretty much where s- you should line up every single year, right? Yeah, I don't I don't want to I don't want to say that's like ho hum. That's that's what's expected here at Ohio State, a top five class, number one in the Big Ten, and that's what you got.
0: Uh it's signing day everywhere, obviously, because it's national signing day. So all the coaches are talking. I saw, you know, Sabin talking and NIL comes up a lot, name, image, and likeness, and I saw Sabin, you know, doing the Saban thing, which is we don't recruit guys for NIL, you know? Okay. That, fine. Maybe they don't. Maybe they don't have to. I saw Lane Kiffin. Having a little pity party for himself because he says that Ole Miss can't compete with other places and their lucrative NIL deals. Just a reminder that that program brings in fifty million dollars in television money every single year, being a part of the of the SEC. But whatever, here's what Lane Kiffin had to say: We don't have the same funding resources as some of these other schools do for NIL deals. It's basically dealing with different salary caps. Now we have a sport that is completely different salary caps, and some of these schools have whatever. Five to ten more than everybody else in what they can play, the, pay the players. I know nobody uses those phrases, but that is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. That's one of the
2: best phrases ever created. Gave football coaches a lot they can always lean on. Yeah, I, I don't. I saw Jimbo Fisher too. Did you see his quotes today? Where he's getting all worked up. Because, I didn't see Jimbo's. So Texas A&M had a really good recruiting class yet again. Um, something that he's kind of been known for doing. I think it was but, number one in the conference, wasn't it? Was it? It might have been number one over I think right it was here. between on, him I'm, and Alabama. I'm looking but, up. Yeah. Right now, according to 24 seven, their composite ranking has AM's class with 28 commits, seven five star guys, 18 four star guys. Uh, they have that ranked first. Seven five star guys. Seven five star guys. Yeah. Uh, then Bama has four five stars. Georgia has five five stars. OSU has two five-stars. Texas has one five-star. Those are your top five classes. Anyway, I saw that he got mad because there have been reports out there that Texas A&M has these boosters that have gotten together and put money in a fund, and that money's going to the name, image, and likeness stuff, and then that's what's getting these guys to come and play at Texas A&M. And he got real mad about that. He had a quote where he said basically that here it is he said it didn't affect recruiting at all talking about name image and likeness this 30 million dollar thing is a joke that's supposedly how much was in this fund this idea there's some fund out there and it was written on bro bible by a guy named sliced bread (laughs) and now all of a sudden the country (laughs) believes it so he's like but he started taking up for his coaches and basically saying these coaches did all the work it's not about these guys getting paid and it's like man i i don't know what to believe there i'm I'm going to have to believe though that name, image and likeness factors a teensy little bit in everyone's decision now. And Texas A&M, as hardcore as their recruiting has to be between the other schools in Texas and the SEC. Yeah, I kind of, it would make sense if they had a huge fund that is going for that. Also, Texas does have no rules against that compared to some other states. So you've seen Texas do the same thing. Texas is putting money in a fund and paying out their offensive line. So. It's not a shock, right, that some of this stuff could be affecting recruiting.
0: Uh, Lane Kiffin may have uh, some sour grapes, too, because did you see where his recruiting class is in the SEC? Uh, no. 11th. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Look, man, I know that Ole Miss is not Texas A&M, but there's got to be some rich hillbillies that went to Ole Miss that could put some money in a fund, <laughs> right?
2: Yeah. What are we doing here? Yeah, I would tend to think so. That's, Hey, man, this is... It's almost like recruiting, when you do the name, image, and likeness stuff, the biggest schools are going to rise back to the top again, and then the other schools are going to filter in after that. And you might get a Jackson State who does a couple things, right, right, and gets a few players, but by and large, it's going to probably follow what's been happening in the last 10 or 15 years in recruiting.
0: Are the Browns smitten with another quarterback? Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan.
1: Fan traffic.
3: From the Meisters
4: Bar Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for a disabled vehicle still causing slowdowns on 270 Westbound after I-71. Traffic is still building in this area as they get things cleaned up. Please be cautious over here. In the meantime, this Traffic Report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options to help the customers stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at one eight hundred Safe Auto or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. I'm Leanne Ray with Fan Traffic.
0: Common man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will event. Eventually- Actually go wrong and if you're not prepared it is sure to cost you money that's why I want you to sign up for a care plan my guys at care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip top shape taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues surprises suck be prepared with a care plan care heating and cooling call 1-800 cooling or book an appointment online at care and when you need a company you can trust
1: getting fatter and angrier by the minute
0: This is Common Man and T-Bone. Let me tell you about my friends at Columbus Men's Clinic. They have successfully treated thousands of men in Columbus. Today is ED day. Erectile dysfunction can affect your outlook on life, cause depression, much more. They have an expert staff. And if you're like a lot of men, you could be having sex the day after your appointment. A treatment plan could involve a variety of treatments to have you performing like you haven't in years. A lot of guys take pills. Sometimes they don't work or give you unwanted side effects. They're going to work with you. Maybe pills are the answer, maybe they're not. They're going to work with you to make sure that you're happy down there. Call them today. 614-300-7400. Visit them online, columbusmensclinic.com. How you doing?
2: My happiness is up here, Mike. That's Mm -hmm. what I wanted you to know. You stare at people. Stop staring at my happiness. That's what I'm saying.
0: Uh, Name dropping with Jeff Rimmer is coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. Jackets are on the break, but Rimmer is never on a break, except when he is and he's down in Florida. He will still talk to us today with his yapper dogs in the background. Uh, Mary Kay Cabot has the Senior Bowl beat. She is down in Mobile, Alabama. And apparently, Liberty quarterback Malik Willis is wowing people down there, including Browns general manager Andrew Barry. Uh, A lot of people saying that Willis... Reminds them of Pat Mahomes. Um, people saying he is a franchise quarterback, destined to be the most successful quarterback of the bunch down at the Senior Bowl. Uh, very raw, needs a year to develop, it was what they're saying about him. But that seems to make sense for the Browns because the Browns are committed to Baker next year and they could potentially draft Malik Willis, get him in, and then Baker would be like nouveau Alex Smith. And then after a while, you would just have to make room for Malik Willis and Baker would go away. This is, you know, Senior Bowl speculation, which we knew we were going to see. But are you surprised that everybody's hot and heavy on Malik Willis from Liberty?
2: Uh, No, I mean, that was kind of what everyone has said was going to happen, right? It was trending
0: towards that, yes. Yeah,
2: like even before the season, his name was coming up as being one that a lot of people we're going to be paying attention to and saying, watch this guy to rise up the, the draft boards. I think it's more a product, right, of that. It's more a product of there's just not a lot of other talent that's coming out, right? There's guys like if CJ Stroud was in this class, well, he'd obviously be over all these dudes. I would think, you know, like there's just another level that you're not seeing from a lot of these quarterbacks. I have a, a buddy Joshua, who who actually attended Liberty University for right. a time, and so he pays attention to their football team. I will admit I didn't watch a ton of their games this year, but he said about Malik Willis, like, he's a good quarterback, but if you think Baker has a problem reading defenses, this guy has a problem reading defenses, and that's in college. So his, his stuff that he's going to put out there as far as measurables, like, I'm sure are great, but... I have my questions. I want a quarterback who can read the field, and maybe you can learn that over time in the NFL. But you know the impatience that's going to be there with Browns fans. It's it's not going to be let's sit around for three years and let this guy develop into something, right? I mean, that that's going to be a frustrating point if Baker can't read defenses, which seems like it's the case. And then the guy they get to replace him comes in and he can't read defenses either, or takes or struggles in that regard over the first year. That's, that's going to be a recipe for disaster, in my opinion. I don't think that's a good idea. I don't think this should go for him.
0: Titans GM John Robinson says, we shouldn't micro-evaluate Ryan Tannehill. I like that term, micro-evaluate. Mm. Here's what he said about Ryan Tannehill. I think Ryan's a leader. I think Ryan's tough. I think Ryan's made a lot of great plays for us. He's our quarterback. I don't know there's a quarterback who stands in the pocket and looks down the barrel of a blitz and throws the ball as good as he does. I know he works extremely hard, loves his teammates, is competitive. He's played a lot of good football. To have a micro-evaluation over one game is not fair to any player. I think you have to look at the scope of the body of work and what he's done for this football team since he's been here. I understand that to a point. Uh, the, The simple thing that I will say to John Robinson, though, is grow up. What are you talking about? It's not fair to micro-evaluate a player. We do this all the time. We we look at quarterbacks. We look at guys, coaches, quarterbacks, whatever, high-profile guys, and we look at how they perform on the biggest stage when it matters the most. I don't care what Ryan Tannehill did for you in week three. And at this point, if I'm a Titans fan, I don't care that two years ago my team was playing in the AFC championship game. We know why. Because you rode Derrick Henry to that. What I do know is the last two years, you have been one and done in the postseason. And Ryan Tannehill has been awful in those moments. That's if I'm a Titan fan. That is what I know.
2: Yeah, I I don't think that's an unfair uh, assessment either. And is it wrong that, yeah, we only evaluate or we hold in high esteem how players do when they get to the playoffs? No, that's reality. We we can't pretend like it's not like baseball where you have 162 games and then if a guy has two bad days in a row, that might mean his team is not going to win their series. You know what I mean? Like you can have that happen and that's just part of baseball. That's a weird thing. When you only have 16, well now 17 sample sizes, right, that you have in the regular season, that's still not a ton of time. That's not a ton of games. So if a guy shows you in the majority of the regular season he's a pretty good quarterback, there's a lot of variables that go into that. When you get into the playoffs, the I mean, the whole thing here, look at the Bengals. They had to string together three or four of the best games they've ever played, and suddenly they have, and they're into the Super Bowl. So the fact that you have a guy that two years in a row has gotten into that place and hasn't even come close to looking like putting together his best game, that, that is kind of the object of the NFL. All the regular season stuff is just to get you to the playoffs, and then you've got to show up with your best, and he hasn't done that in two years.
0: No, no Derrick Henry was hurt for the majority of the season. I get it. But they also surrounded Ryan Tannehill with the best wide receiver talent he's ever had, and he regressed this season. When the defense is game plan for Ryan Tannehill, he didn't beat them, yeah. All right? He, he's... He's, he's getting paid. What's his contract? $120 million? It's not a cheap contract. No, he's, he's set to make $30 million next year. All right. And look, 30000000 million isn't what it used to be. That's sort of the going rate for a good starting quarterback in this league. But we talk about it all the time. You have a finite window of when you can win with a guy like Derrick Henry. Yeah. All right. The the Adrian Petersons of the world that are productive until they're 30, that does not happen often. So you're blowing these opportunities to go out there and win a championship right now.
2: I tell you, my least favorite place to be as a fan is when you've got a guy who has done, like Ryan Tannehill, he's done some good things in his career, right? He is a talented player, much more than I thought he was going to be when he came into the league. You know, I didn't no, think he was right. going to last this long. He he's 30, all, right? He's, he's also 34 years before. old now. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm saying he's 34 years old and is going to make... Well, it's not 30. It's like $38 million, I think, when you add in all his bonuses next year. Anyway, all I'm saying is the worst place to be as a fan is when that guy who's done pretty well but you know he's not the guy and the team is not in any way, shape, or form willing to move him. They can't really move him. They don't want to move on from him and draft someone. Then you're just stuck knowing, yeah, next year we're probably going to have some good moments. We're probably going to be... a pretty decent team fight for a playoff spot and we're gonna get to the playoffs and we already know what's happening bengal's fans went through this with andy dalton for years there's been plenty of other teams that have done that it's just you know the guy's good you know management's not going to move on from him and there's nothing you can
0: really do about it a big 10 team is scrambling to find a new defensive coordinator i'll tell you why coming up next common man and t-bone on the fan fan traffic
4: from the meister's bar traffic center Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident blocking the left lane of 670 Westbound before I-70. Traffic is stop and go from Grandview Avenue in this area. Police are on scene trying to get things cleaned up. Please be very careful. Plan on slowdowns for at least another 20 minutes. Strabica report is sponsored by Domino's. Order carryout online from Domino's and they're going to tip you 3 bucks just for picking up your own pizza. Let me repeat, that's $3 off for picking up your own pie. Don't twist our arms, Domino's. As for this offer, availability and charges may vary. For complete details, visit carryouttips.com. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic.
0: Be prepared with a care plan. Care, Heating, and Cooling. Call 1 800 Cooling or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust.
1: Barely famous, incredibly stupid. This is Common Man and T Bone.
0: On campus, all the news and notes you need coming up at four forty eight. Name dropping with Jeff Rimmer in the 5 o'clock hour. Jackets on the All Star break. Uh, simon cowell you know him i do we the hung uh, out. he's a good friend L- no <laughs> the uh, the talent judge american yeah. idol guy now i think he's on america's got talent right yeah i mean he's like and he has a hand in producing all these shows all that right that's on. fine yeah here's what here's what he needs to do he needs to stay off the electric bikes Mm-hmm. All right. He likes these electric but My parents have, have a couple of these because they're old and it's hard for them to pedal, so they've got the little electric motor on there that assists them. Simon Cowell likes to ride these things. Fine. Okay. But back in 2020, he was riding one of these things, crashed, broke his back in three places, had to have a rod inserted, and almost died. Jeez. Long rehab for Simon Cowell. This week, he's riding, I don't know if it's the same bike or a different bike, whatever, crashes again, was not wearing a helmet, was bleeding from the face, broke his arm. You need to stop riding these electric bikes. It's over for you. Why is he not able to, I I mean, I don't know, like, is he just, he just
2: likes those, or?
0: Well, he likes them until you almost
2: die. No, 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 but I mean, is it because he's going too fast on them? Could you just ride a regular
0: bike and maybe not have the same type of issues? I don't don't understand. But I'm, look, Timmy Hall's wife, Sarah, had an incident a couple years back with one of those scooters that you see just on the street. They were in Baltimore. She crashed on a curb screwed up her leg and her knee i guarantee you she's never getting on one of those scooters again probably you you have you have a health issue like that you crash one of those things that's it he almost died from riding one of these things gets back on crashes again bleeding from the face breaks another limb do you think he's dumb enough to get on it for a third time Uh, yeah almost die because he seems like
2: the type of person who would just say if I go out on an electric bike, I'll be going out
0: doing what I love. Dude, doing what I love. <laughs> uh, Kevin Steele was hired to be Mike Loxley's defensive coordinator at Maryland. But he will not be the defensive coordinator at Maryland. Instead, he will be the defensive coordinator for Mario Cristobal at Miami. Here's a story. This is from uh, 24-7 Sports through Maryland section. Kevin Steele isn't heading to Maryland after all. Steele, who verbally agreed to become the Terps' new defensive coordinator last week, will instead head to the University of Miami to become new head coach Mario Cristobal's defensive coordinator. As reported by Inside MD Sports, Steele hadn't signed a contract yet, despite reports he's been officially hired by Maryland. Sources close to the situation said the highly respected former Auburn and Tennessee defensive coordinator. Leaked the hiring despite not having signed a contract, which concerned Loxley. But he arrived on campus a couple days later and started to work and join the staff. And then a few days after that, said, see you, I'm leaving to go take the Miami job. Wow. So he was on campus despite not having signed a contract and he was doing work. He was meeting with players. He was doing work and then just up and left. What?
2: possesses someone like I get it I know how contracts can be right where you come to an agreement and maybe if he's got an agent I assume he does that handles it they might say hey there's one little thing we want to see here some offset language or something that needs changed and then you say all right but we're good right I'm working I'm I'm in and they say yeah yeah you're hired it's just we got to get the contract done I could see then maybe you want to show up and start working but to show up start working knowing you're still pursuing other gigs or knowing that if someone if the right person called you would leave
0: yeah that's not that's not a great look at all that feels that feels very icky to me the olympic ceremonies opening ceremonies not until friday but the olympics actually started today did you know that bone
2: yeah i knew they were starting early i didn't see i know the curling was going curling on we have today,
0: mixed right? doubles curling today all right i will not spoil it for you also, oh, well,
6: I was just going to ask, how'd
0: it go? I don't know. Okay, <laughs> that's why I'm not spoiling it for you because I don't have any of that information. You know, However, was, oh, go, oh, ahead. go ahead. I was going to say because we, we do the
2: uh, YouTube TV thing at our house. Yeah, and I do the I, you porn
0: TV thing at my I, house.
2: I, well, we have that too. Uh, it's different TV, but anyway, that on you go on YouTube TV, and I actually saw this for the first time last night, where it said, choose like what time zone I guess you want to watch the Olympics in. So that you can more or less decide, like, do I want to DVR all this stuff and then play it back later? Or do I want my TV to be live, like, at all times? Whenever the Olympics are on, I'm watching the Olympics live. Like, so I want to get up at whatever time to watch, 5 a.m. to see something. And I, I, I wasn't prepared to make that decision, I guess is what I'm saying. I didn't, I didn't know I would have to. I thought I could just choose as I went. Like, today I'll watch live, tomorrow I'll watch it. When it no, comes you must choose. O'clock. Yeah, I was a little. I was, I was. So I didn't. I didn't choose. I just backed out of it and started over, and it, the message went away.
0: So I don't know if it's going to keep doing that
2: or what. But it,
0: I've never seen that before. It's fairly weird. So the Olympics are in China, of course. They're in uh, Beijing, and they were originally estimated to cost three point nine billion dollars for the that's, Olympics. That's nothing. Three point nine billion. Three point nine yeah. billion. That, that is. That is nothing right Just but chump change a uh, business insider is speculating that it cost a little bit more than 3.9 billion mm. uh, they're estimating that it it actually cost 38.5 billion dollars oh. <laughs> to put the olympics on um china reportedly didn't count dozens of expenses as many were classified as capital improvements rather than official costs. For example, a $9.2 billion bullet train was apparently not counted. Uh, The nation also allegedly neglected to include the cost of safety measures for its notoriously strict COVID-19 bubble, as well as environmental costs. Uh, For comparison, the the summer games are usually more expensive to put on than winter games, traditionally, because there's more events. There's yeah. more athletes to house. Tokyo paid about $13.6 for the summer games. London spent about $15 billion in 2012. But China is apparently spending $38.5 on this <laughs> now, Winter Olympics.
2: I mean, I understand. It, it, I don't know the answer on the bullet train thing, right? Like, if the bullet train goes for, like, 200 miles in the last... 20 or 30 of it connect like a couple olympic cities is that really an olympic expense or is that they just want to put a train well in? right i, I mean
0: l- let's let's face it too this is not like oh the president wants to do all this stuff and has to clear it with congress this is a communist government and i'm sure there's a lot of well while we're at it you know we're, we're sure, building yeah. for the olympics and we're also going to prop up our infrastructure in other ways yeah could be
2: i don't know um, but that's, that's, a, that's quite a price tag. I, I'm sure it's, I'm sure the truth lies somewhere in between. It's probably not 38 billion all went to just Olympic stuff. And it probably wasn't 3 billion either, right? That number seems extremely low. So, yeah, it would make more sense if it was, uh, a little bit higher than what they've initially said.
0: Well, if it was 38.5, it still would not be the most expensive Olympics ever. I told you Tokyo is at 13.6 billion, London 15 billion, uh, China's Summer Games in 2008. Now, who the hell knows what this would be with inflation, too? But at the time, 2008 money, forty-two billion dollars Wow. for the Summer Games. Forty-two billion dollars. I mean, I... And they had eight-year-olds in that Olympics, too, didn't they? Oh yeah. That I, I don't. They they had like
2: yes, they had younger gymnasts. I want to say that were like yeah. Well yeah, below their the medals taken age. away. You're right. Below the minimum age are supposed to be. But remember they, like, I, I remember being like one of the few memories I have from that other than all the like stuff that happened in the games. The opening ceremony, do you remember they had like a dude running along the side of the, like, the inside upper bowl of the stadium they had there? And I just at the time remember thinking, that's the most expensive thing in the world. And not realizing that, like, no, that's probably not nearly as expensive as the giant stadium he's running around or all these other things that they had going on. But in my mind, that was the height of luxury. That was my Grey Poupon moment from that Olympics was, wow, I can't believe they have Grey Poupon here. can't believe they have a guy running around like that.
0: All the news and notes you need as we go on campus coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on The Fan. Fan traffic.
3: From the
4: Meisters Bar Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for a serious accident blocking the left lane of westbound 670 before I-70. Traffic is bumper-to-bumper from Grandview Avenue in this area. Police remain on scene trying to get things cleaned up. Please be very careful over here. Things will be slow for quite some time. This traffic report is sponsored by eBay Motors. Getting stuck in traffic is part of owning a car. Getting stuck because you don't have the right parts doesn't have to be. That's because eBay Motors has all the right parts at the right prices. 122 million of them. So keep moving and moving in style at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic.
1: like a sports drink but for that part of you that's thirsty
0: for fart jokes back to man and bone let me tell you what's coming up on the fan tonight six o'clock buckeye show seven o'clock inside edge jackets conversation eight o'clock 11 warriors radio hour signing day edition nine o'clock i have no idea Perverted well. tonight, Teddy? Special signing day edition of Perverted? Yeah, we'll tell you how to stay
2: safe during this bad uh, storm coming. Ted, in. do you have ideas on how to stay warm during the cold winter nights mm. that might involve some perverted discussion?
7: Possibly.
0: I'll be all ears for that. Mm-hmm. Mm. Teddy was telling me how he likes to use dripping hot wax during his lovemaking. Yeah. <laughs> And that's just when he's by himself. That's right. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) On campus. Let's do it. Common Man in
1: T-Bones. On campus. The latest college sports news and notes.
2: Bone. Well, man, uh, LSU coach Brian Kelly had a little up and down day when it comes to National Signing Day. So... Did you see the video of him dancing with a tight end commit? You remember the video My, he had earlier? There's with the, another dancing one? Oh, yeah. They have a room set up for oh, great. dancing on a pedestal. Anyway, uh, the latest video he did was with tight end Danny Lewis, a three-star guy that visited LSU last week. He posted the video. Looked like, all right, I mean, you know, he and Chip Kelly, or yeah, in, yeah him too, Brian Kelly, are doing this little dance video, and you think, okay, that's that's a little weird, but apparently this guy really wants to come to LSU for whatever reason. This just seems like a goofy aside. Well, today it was announced that Danny Lewis is instead committing to Alabama. And I don't want to know the backstory on this. I want to believe Nick Saban saw this video and was like, Brian Kelly is a fool. I am going to steal this recruit just on principle. I don't even care if this three-star tight end comes here. I just want to steal a recruit to show... Brian Kelly, what's up? And so that's what, what I'm going to believe. What do you think
0: believe. Saban would say if oh. like a five-star guy said, Coach, I'm on the fence about coming here. I'd really like to come here, but I need you to show me how much you want me here. Will you dance for me right now, Coach? What do you think I'm, Saban would do?
2: I'm guessing it's more nuanced than this, but I'm guessing Nick Saban would probably say... Well, son, then we've made a re- we've made a mistake in recruiting you, and uh, you know what? Here, I don't want to keep you from going See, wherever it is you th- want to go.
0: think we think that would be the case. I think that too, but maybe Nick Saban has gotten to this point by doing these things. We just never find out about them. Maybe the yeah. recruit says that to him, and Saban just happens to have tap shoes in the trunk of his car. <laughs> <laughs> that, he, that he puts on and does a little T for two and two for T with the taps that's tunes. right
2: it might be I don't know now Nick Saban also had some quotes today where he was very upset that people thought they were you know paying players to come there before national, or name image and likeness and said that wasn't going on then and we don't do it now we're not paying these guys to come here our, it's because of our coaches all all these big time head coaches now I want you to know The recruits aren't choosing their school because name, image, and likeness possibilities. They're doing it solely because they really want to play there, and these coaches are really good at recruiting. I said, though, it was an up-and-down day for Brian Kelly, and there's a reason for that. It's because he did get five-star linebacker Harold Perkins to commit to LSU over Texas A&M and Florida. So that was a big get. He is the uh, number one player coming out of Texas, number one linebacker in the country, uh, according to some and also is a guy that a lot of people thought might be going to Texas A&M. He had initially announced his commitment there, but they got him to flip flip. at the last minute. So no word on if he also was eyeing the dancing room and wanted to get a video with Brian Kelly. We'll see. Meanwhile, Texas A&M, I told you they had the number one class this year. They also have the number one recruiting class of all time, according to the recruiting rankers. Uh, Now, bear with me, because I may be just a tad skeptical of if this class can truly be the best ever because it topped the previous number one of all time class of Alabama from last year. Does it seem like maybe (laughs) we're just in a spot now where every year we're going to be ranking these guys a little higher and a little higher and The year, like next year, the number one class may also just have the highest ranking. Maybe, maybe there's something wrong with the way we're ranking players. I don't know, but any Alabama got
0: a six star guy this year? Yeah, right.
2: I'm just saying they may come up with some new rankings to make that happen. I have no idea. Um, So there you go. Anyway, that's a big get uh, for Texas A&M, and we're not surprised by that. National Signing Day uh, flip that happened today was running back Jordan James. He had been committed to Georgia, but now he is committed to Oregon. And that's not a total surprise, right? Dan Lanning was a coach at Georgia before taking the head coaching job at Oregon. So that seems
0: like a commit that makes sense. I put this on my Twitter yesterday at Common Man Radio. And with Harbaugh out today interviewing for the Vikings job, if you didn't watch it yesterday, go take five minutes of your time and watch a little video that I posted It is a long-form NFL primetime highlight package, which I, I miss. I miss this. 1992, Bears at Vikings, week five. This is Jim Harbaugh as the starting quarterback for the Bears going into the Metrodome and calling an audible at the line of scrimmage that resulted in a pick six. Ditka was so angry that he outlawed audibles, for the rest of the season. He also had some wonderful post-game quotes. Talking about how it's difficult to win when you have players that think they're smarter than the coach. And now that player is a coach. right? And he will be a coach in the NFL once again. Go watch the video. It's fantastic on many levels.
2: That's all I have to say. I don't miss the, uh, the music that was behind that video. The highlights were good. But the, the music was like oh, I soft lo- piano I, I at loved times. all of it. I love this music. No, it wasn't that wasn't it at first like that was at first but then at the end there's like a piano ballad interlude where they're just like the keys are just going and it's not even it's not even like keyboards or orchestral
0: it's it's weird. I But anyway, yes, the the package was mostly good. I, I like love it. it. I love it. If you've missed anything from the first 2 hours of the program, we got you covered with the rundown coming up Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan Traffic
3: from the Meister's Bar Traffic
4: Center. Good afternoon. You'll find an earlier accident has cleared from Westbound 670 before I-70. All lanes have reopened in that area. And now watching an accident on I-71 southbound at 11th Avenue. It is causing slowdowns. Please be careful as things begin to build. This traffic report is sponsored by Ace Hardware West Jefferson. Looking for a long-term career? Ace Hardware is now hiring. They're recruiting for CDL truck drivers in their West Jefferson Distribution Center. They offer great pay and benefits with a $10,000 sign-up bonus. Apply now at AceHardware.com. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic
0: as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust.
1: Simpletons, nincompoops, ignoramuses. Just a few of the many different words that you can use to describe the hosts of this show. Also, fat. This is Common Man and T-Bone.
0: Hello? Hello? Going back to that uh, highlight package that I put on Twitter yesterday, Jim Harbaugh throwing the Audible in Minneapolis in 1992 as a starting quarterback for the Bears. So many things I like about that highlight package. First of all, I miss the Metrodome. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I miss that piece of junk, the Metrodome. I miss Rich Gannon. <laughs> <laughs> I miss Terry Allen. I had, Teddy and I were talking that we forgot that Roger Craig was on that Vikings team mm-hmm. after he had moved on sure. from the 49ers. But my favorite thing from that is and this should tell you how good the Bears were at this time. Their number one wide receiver target was Tom Waddle. Oh, yeah. Who, look, man, Tom Waddle had some moments during his professional career, but like John Madden loved Tom Waddle because he was not really fast, he was tough, he didn't look like the typical wide receiver in the NFL, but when Tom Waddle is your number one option, you have offensive problems. Of course, yeah. That's not great.
2: He turned out to be a big like radio show host there. Well, right? he's, been, he's been on, Soli, the, air, he's been been on, on the air
0: in Chicago for the past 25 years. Doing yeah. his thing. Good for that. Tom Waddle from Moeller. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, I didn't c- know that. Cincinnati guy. There you go.
7: What
2: yeah, those are see those those that era because watching those highlights, it reminded me of like things I missed about the NFL, like yes, the the bigger pads and just the way the game looked a little bit, but then I was also reminded of just man, it was so much more physical then. Not that it's oh, not yeah. physical Absolutely. now, but it's just you have to play it with so much more skill now. I don't mean to say that in a slam to all those guys, but Back then it was like, I don't like what this receiver's doing. He keeps beating us over the middle. So what I'm going to do is sit right here and I don't care if he's getting the ball or not. I'm going to take his head off. And then that will help teach him not to run that play anymore. You can't do that now. You're getting thrown out of the game if you do that. But back then it was just like, Oh yeah, that's how we stopped them from going over the middle. Not with a tactical adjustment or not with making a better play as a, as a player. You just had to go out and hit someone. And that's one of the things I'm, I'm glad they're kind of getting away from, honestly, because it makes the game better, in my opinion, when you actually have to use your skill and not just brute
0: force. Speaking of Jim Harbaugh, Dick Mashat, or Ford fan poll, where will Michigan football turn in hiring its coach if Harbaugh leaves? Inside the program, outside the program, or Harbaugh stays? What's your choice? I think this year they're probably going to. I could see them going with the interim tag, or, or
2: you know, the we're going to do this because now we we've lost out on some of the candidates we would have wanted, Gattish? and. Or Mike yeah, Hart? Yeah, I could probably Gaddis. I would think, but I don't know. I mean, I just I I, I could see that being a situation where they say we're going to give this guy a chance for one year, but he's knowing then this is a year of audition, and then next year we might go hire anyone. But
0: right, let me ask you this:
2: and I don't, unless they, unless unless there's the Matt Rule possibility, which well, I don't know if that's what they
0: want. Yeah, I but, don't know if that's what they want either. I mean, I'm sure that Matt Rule would want it. But, that's what I mean. I know he would be jumping at the chance, I think, to get out of Carolina. Yeah, I don't know if, if they would want it. I, I saw his name thrown out there today. I don't necessarily think that he would take it, but Luke Fickle. You know, he, turn, he turned down Notre Dame because the timing was not right with Cincinnati going to the playoffs, and I understand why he did that. But now that's finished. He is available if he wanted that job, I assume he would be a guy that they'd be interested in for a variety of reasons. Number 1, he's a hot young good coach in college football and a lot of jobs would want him. Number 2, it's an opportunity to tweak your rivals. And yeah, yeah you know, this of could this could set up. I'm not, I'm and I'm not saying it's likely to happen. But this could set up a, you know, Woody Bo part 2 kind
2: of Right? Yeah, I I guess if I'm Luke Fickle, now I don't I don't know him obviously, I'm just looking at it from afar, but he passed on one of the two jobs that is reportedly as close to him as any job could be, right? The Notre Dame gig. Yeah. Because he wanted to honor a commitment he'd made to his players and they had a chance to go to the playoffs and do something historic, but We have seen coaches say, oh yeah, I don't care what historic or there's a pledge I've made or whatever. I don't care. I'm moving on. He seems to be very principled. So I would be surprised if he said, yeah, I have a lot of faith in and belief in what I'm doing in Cincinnati, but also the only job I'd really want to leave here for is one that was just taken or the Ohio State gig. And I'm going to stick to that principle, and I'm not really going to waver off of it. I would be surprised if, of all the schools, Michigan could get him to move off of that. I, you know I, I mean? would
0: be surprised, too. I don't think it's likely to happen, um, but perhaps he harbors some ill will towards Ohio State because he feels like they gave up on him. And this would be the opportunity to shove it in their face. I don't know. I'm just I mean, looking I at know. it from is the vindictive it... side of things because that's where I tend to live. I know, I
2: know, but I don't get the vibe that that's where he is. I don't and either. I, I don't I, either. I get, the, I get the vibe that if there was a job, he was going to leave Cincinnati for, and it was you yeah, know, I mean, I, I don't know. But to I what also level didn't think that Marcus was...
0: Freeman would come out and say, "I wish I never went to Ohio State." You know, so well. I, I don't know he, how to read these guys. He, he clarified that a little bit, didn't he? Where he was, he was trying to say more of
2: like, you know, I I I like what happened at Ohio State, but I realize this is where I really fit, and maybe I should have come here. Like, not saying Ohio State sucks, saying Notre Dame is where I really feel at home, and I, in hindsight, maybe I would have realized that earlier if I'd come here. But yeah, whatever. Luke Fickle, I think, is probably staying put. It would be. Shockwaves! If he went, huge. It'll be huge story. Oh, it'd be huge, Huge. and it would absolutely shake up the rivalry even more than it's been shaken up within the last year, where Michigan finally got a win.
0: Rundown. Let's do it. Common man and T Bones. The rundown. The rundown. Before we move on, I also think that would make Buckeye fans the most nervous. Don't
2: you? Oh, absolutely. That would that would not be something I I have not thought that Luke Fickle would want that job or expected him to take it. So if he did then I would say, ah, crap. Now we're going to have to find out how good he's going to be at this
0: level. I mean, obviously he got Cincinnati to a playoff spot. Right? What's he going to do with Michigan? The NFL and the teams named in Brian Flores' lawsuit says his claims have no merit. They look forward to defending themselves. Either way, this should be very interesting. I was surprised to see, maybe I shouldn't have been, You know, we've seen the NFL accused of wrongdoing in the past. And normally what the NFL will say is, you know, we find these allegations very disturbing. This is not what we stand for in the National Football League. If there's any truth to this, we'll find out. We have hired an independent firm to investigate and blah, 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 blah. In the meantime, we will also defend ourselves against this lawsuit. We didn't see any of that. We Instead, we saw the NFL come out and say, this is baseless. There's no merit to this. We will defend ourselves. All the teams that were named have said the same things. The Denver Broncos were very stern, saying, We have the notes from the meeting and we're going to fight this in court. I am surprised that there's not even a little bit of internal reflection from the NFL. It was just a quick denial and that's it. We'll defend ourselves.
2: Yeah. And I know there are like the Twitter lawyers out there saying, Well, that's what you have to do when you're accused of something. You got to. You got to defend yourself. What they're being accused of is not on any one person, right? They're not saying, you know, the Mara family is racist for what happened. They are saying the hiring practices have favored a certain way. Now, the Stephen Ross stuff with saying that he paid money to influence the outcomes of games—that is obviously he offered to pay money. Flores says says he didn't take the the money. That's right. Offered to pay money. That—that is obviously different implications. Both of them bad implications, but on at least the side with the institutional racism concern, you're right. What would, what would stop the NFL from saying, while we do not believe this particular case of Brian Flores you know, not getting hired in New York is a racially motivated thing. We appreciate where this is coming from. And we acknowledge, we think we can do better and we need to have a dialogue. And then maybe you bring Brian Flores in and say, what, what are, what are we missing? How can we help? Show us. And then you form committees. And you're right. That's, that's certainly something the NFL could have done without saying we discriminated against you. It would have to require him dropping this lawsuit, I'm guessing, but there's ways that that could have been handled. It appears that they, all sides have said, no, we're not going to do that. And good for Brian Flores, man. This is what you're feeling and this is what you're seeing. It looks like more people are going to be joining up with you because Hugh Jackson is reportedly going to be stepping into this. I saw Marvin Lewis had some thoughts and said, Oh, yeah, the NFL's been doing sham interviews for years, you know, with, with blackhead coaches. So, uh, that's, it's not going to go away. I don't think I could be wrong, but I feel like this is going to be another pretty big story over the next few months.
0: Well, Hugh Jackson alluded to the fact that Jimmy Haslam offered him money to lose yes
2: and says he has he has receipts or evidence to back this yeah up and I, do,
0: I don't know if that means that hugh jackson took the money to lose i i have That's, no idea but this that, is going to be very interesting
2: yeah and i i think <laughs> i wonder if could hugh jackson be afforded whistleblower protection for saying yes i took the money but now i'm telling what happened like i wonder if he could say yeah maybe it looks bad that i took this money but also hey i'm telling it now well you can out there.
0: you can tell the truth and still be judged in the process, right? I mean, Brian Flores said he was offered the money, and he said, "Get the hell out of here yeah. you know if Hugh was offered the money and he took it here's but let's let's
2: let's stop on that for a second because again we you and I know it would we've talked about it with the jackets this year, right? It does not make sense for the team to be at this trade deadline that's coming up like in a month and a no, half but
0: there's a, to go all in there's a separation though i mean well, I, yes i know there's an organizational viewpoint and then there's a game day what the coach is doing during the course of the game but
2: why do we say that it's because, the answer is because the incentive is the worse you are the better draft pick you get and obviously the nhl is a lottery in the nfl it's you're the worst team you get the number 1 pick the nfl can fix that by flipping that order And saying, playoff teams, flip. Playoff teams still finish where they are. That's not going to change. But if you are the very first team out of the playoffs, congratulations, you get the number one pick. The number two, number three goes like that. And then the worst team gets whatever it would be, pick number 17 or 16 or wherever that ends up. Like, okay, why not do that? Because you obviously have a problem on some level with teams organizationally, whether they're explicit about it or it's implied they know it's better to be bad when they're not going to go in their window to win a Super Bowl. So don't incentivize that. Make it worse. Make it harder to do that and make everyone's incentive be, we want to be as good as we can because if we just miss the playoffs, we still can get the number one overall pick and that's something to shoot for.
0: Common Man and T-Bones, The Rundown. The Rundown. By the way, this is not just a uh, an NFL problem. I've talked for years about how Major League Baseball... You know, I don't know what the exact percentage is because what's the percentage of black players in the NFLs? It's seventy percent, is that what they 70,
2: said? Yeah, I think it's around 70. 70
0: seventy-ish. You know, and it's not seventy percent in Major League Baseball, but it's over fifty percent of your players are from Latin America, and yet they are not represented in the managerial ranks like they should be. This has been an issue in Major League Baseball. It's an issue in the NFL, and I don't, I don't know if there's a hard and fast way to fix it. I mean, it's just so complicated. I I don't know how it's fixed other than shaming, maybe? Education, maybe? I don't know. I don't know what motivates these guys. I really
2: don't. Someone got at me and said, so what should have happened with the Giants? Should they have just not hired Brian Dayball and instead hired Brian Flores? And it's like, no, that's not the answer either. The answer is there needs to be more people in places of hiring these level of positions who will say, I believe that this candidate is just as qualified as, you know, skin color is not relevant. And You, you brought up say, the
0: Byron Leftwich from last no, year.
2: You can say no one's actually doing that. It's 2022. Byron Leftwich last year was the coordinator. He was like 39 or 40 at the time of the Super Bowl champion. Bruce Arian said he did not get an interview. Yes. Yeah, so I got this. From That's the ridiculous. crackpot website known as NFL.com,
0: where they had these quotes. So That's Alex that, Jones' favorite website, by the way, NFL.com.
2: I'm just saying, we we had a whole hiring thing where guys are getting hired at the age of 32, 33. It's not You can't say Brian Leffridge is too young. Look at the two guys in a, coaching in the Super Bowl right now. <laughs> right. Come on. You can't look at the experience levels and say Byron Leffridge wouldn't check off every single box. Oh, and he played in the league for many years and has worked as an assistant for many years. He has more than paid his dues. Didn't even get a call last year. It's th- Those, you again, is it because everyone hated Byron Leftwich, just that person, or does it speak to a larger problem? And I think if we're all honest,
0: we know the answer. The Washington football team settles on a name. Finally, we'll discuss it next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic.
3: From the Meisters Bar Traffic Center.
4: Good evening. An earlier accident has cleared from the roadway of I-71 southbound at 11th Avenue. All lanes have reopened in that area. We're still watching some heavy backups on 71 northbound between 670 and 11th Avenue. Plan about a 10-minute delay over there. traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low-down payments and flexible payment options to help the customers stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. I'm Array with fan traffic. Hey!
5: Oh, hello! and sweaty. Don't be like kumquat quad and beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1 800 Cooling or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company beaverqueef can trust.
1: Murdering brain cells, one show
0: at a time. Back to Man and Bone. Happy Wednesday. Name dropping with Jeff Rimmer is coming up at 534. The Washington football team has confirmed their new nickname is the Commanders. It's been over two years of this. I don't know why it's taken so long. Uh The Commanders is the name. I don't
2: really think that's a great name. I what mean What would you have gone with? I know a lot of people well, wanted like Red Wolves or Wolves or something. Yeah, like, the the name that got leaked that was Admirals, even, I think, would be better than what they went with. You know, like, to me, the the Commanders thing is, I guess that's not as bad as then when you saw the uniforms. Putting all that together, Commanders doesn't have as much, to me, interest as maybe Admiral does. I know they're both, like, military rankings, but Admirals, it feels like you could have gone more with a nautical theme. You could have had a little bit more of something interesting with that. You know, gone with the Navy and then, and then go from there with an actual logo that looks like something. Yeah. Not this, like, looks like four little pieces of fabric just laid out in the form of a W. I don't know, man. It almost felt like they went with, let's call ourselves Washington football team and then did the branding like that. And then at the last minute said, uh, never mind, let's do commanders. And then they just slapped a name on there and, didn't redesign the logo. It's just... It it feels very half-hearted. It doesn't feel really good at all.
0: Well, that's the thing, is that it took so long to do this, and I know that a lot of Washington fans wanted Red Wolves, and their explanation for why it wasn't Red Wolves is the most maddening thing in the entire world, where the the football team came out and said, yeah, you like Red Wolves. We like Red Wolves, but it's not going to be Red Wolves because there are too many other trademarks out there that we can't do anything with. No, you just you choose not to do anything with it you you're an NFL franchise worth billions of dollars. if you wanted to make those trademark holders happy you could do that you just didn't want to do it no, so you instead didn't want to pay you the money. Said, yeah you settled on a name that you don't like as much and your fans don't like as much because you're too cheap to go ahead and pay off the other trademark holders yeah it, it seemed really
2: stupid to me did you also see all the different ways they botched this by leaking everything? because there was well, they a, registered the domain, right? We saw that. Right, but they also had like Washington Admirals. That was the one I think a lot of people thought was going to be it at first, but then you had a couple things happen like last night where there was a helicopter flying around like the local news channel had a helicopter flying around showing a shot of the stadium, right? And they zoomed in on the team shop and the windows into the team shop or some part of the stadium where it was glass, you could see into the inside of the building. They had Washington commanders with the uniform like on a How big stupid. poster. How so stupid. they could see it last night that that's what it was going to be. And then you go even further than that. Apparently they have this like, you know, they have their version of Valley Sports Net. Theirs is NBC Sports Washington. And they had like a behind the scenes process video of, Here's how we're coming about the name and all the stuff we're doing to work on it. It's like a little mini documentary they did, and it had a shot of one of the front office people with the Washington Commander's logo sitting all right there on his lap in a photo. or well, it was in a video, obviously, but people have caught this and showed it and said, this was from like January 27th that this got leaked out there in that way. I mean, it's they botched it from the beginning. They have they have messed this up. They took too long to do it, and they made a very bland, generic, boring word mark that looks stupid. Well, Teddy, you love this though, right? You
7: love the new Washington Commanders. Yeah, I mean, there'll just be uh, two more you know games that they'll be losing to the Cowboys. So yeah. it doesn't really. Well, I was going to say, I, I saw
0: end. this tweet from your idol, Dale Earnhardt Jr. He loves the. "Big Washington." He said, "Been a loyal fan since 1982, and will be cheering Washington on for years to come." Hashtag take command.
2: Hashtag go commando. That's what
0: I think. (laughs) (laughs) That should be the hashtag. Yeah.
2: Well, hashtag I love the commies. That's what he's doing now. Yeah, the commies, weird weird
0: things on social media. So, uh, Kristen said to me last night at dinner. She said,
5: "I decided I wanted to go check out what T Bone was tweeting about." So I searched Twitter, just T Bone, and all these dudes having sex came up on my t-
0: Twitter feed. <laughs> so I just want to alert all of you. Oh, good. That if you search T Bone on Twitter, perhaps there are men doing other men. Oh. So just search degenerate T Bone. Sure. And then T Bone will come up. Real yeah. T Bone.
2: Uh, number one, thanks for giving me a heads up about that off the air, well, so I could
0: be alerted to know. What was odd is that it was it was you having sex with oh, other men yeah. when she well, when she searched it.
2: My uh, OnlyFans T Bone account exactly. is what came up. That's that's unfortunate. I thought that was all private and everything. Well, it is private in one way. I mean, there's a lot of private involved. Absolutely
0: name dropping with Jeff Rimmer. He's on OnlyFans too. Mm. He's doing his yap for dogs. <laughs> that is coming up next. Not the yapper dog no just just talking to him yeah talking to him common man and t-bone on the fan fan traffic
3: from the meister's bar traffic center
4: Good evening. Some slowdowns to watch out for on the roads right now. You'll find 270 northbound before I-70. There's an accident causing some heavy backups in that area. Traffic has stopped and go from US-33 and still continues to build. Plan on some slowdowns and please use caution. This traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers lowdown payments and flexible payment options to help the customer stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. Emily am with Fan Traffic.
1: team name Drop with the biggest name dropper of
0: them all the
3: cbj's jeff Rimmer. sponsored by buyers imports by the airport
0: every single wednesday this year time we talk to our guy television voice of your columbus blue jackets well for the last two games television and radio voice of your columbus blue jackets it's name dropping with jeff Rimmer on the brian heating and cooling systems fan guest hotline hello rims
6: good afternoon how are we doing i was a little
0: upset that uh, during the last radio broadcast, you did not speak about us at length during the game?
6: Oh, you would rather I just uh, spend time talking about uh, man and Ball. Well, I've got to tell you, it you man, when it's, when
0: it's 8 to 4, I think everybody would rather that.
6: <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I thought the Jackets uh, put up a pretty good fight the other night. Uh, and I, I'm not here to make excuses or apologize for the team by any stretch of the imagination. But just understand, we played in Montreal the night before, fly home, go through customs. By the time these guys got in their bed, it was 2 a.m. Uh, they did not have a morning skate. They show up at the rink for a meeting at 4 o'clock, and they play the game. And I thought, you know, uh, for the most part, against arguably the best team in the National Hockey League, they did a pretty good job. They got they cut the deficit to 5-4, didn't give up, and uh, with a couple of breaks uh, might have tied it because Bobrovsky was far from his best. But uh, at the end of the day, they lost, and yeah, they lost 8-4, but uh, I'll tell you, I, I, I thought uh, under the circumstances, they put up a pretty good fight. I, 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 don't, also- I,
0: don't, I don't disagree that, unlike previous outings that we've seen, the team did not just pack it in and give up. You're right, but I always get a kick out of you when you say, I'm not going to make an excuse, then you go right into an excuse. <laughs> you, you do it all the time. All right, <laughs> let me ask you this, though, because yes, I, they were 2 a.m., no morning skate, got it. This is not an isolated incident with this team giving up lots of goals. We've seen this over the past month where the defense has just been so piss poor in front of these goaltenders, they really have no shot. So you, you have this break now. Zach Wierenski, of course, is going to Vegas, but everybody else is you know, going to be taking a rest. How, how do the Jackets respond to this? How do they get better so that they're not hanging the goaltender out to dry?
6: Well, I think the goaltender's got to play better as well. And I think I touched on that last week and then you accused me of hating Elvis, but, uh, you know, that's typical, uh, uh common man, uh, commentary <laughs> in reference to what I'm saying. But go ahead, uh, go ahead. aside from that, aside from that, no, uh, yeah, I mean, the blue line, uh, has got to be better. There's no question. I think we've seen some improvement from the young guys in particular, Andrew Peak, And I think that, uh, you know we, we've got to give these young guys an opportunity to play. We knew that going into the season, and but at the bottom and at the end of the story, and the bottom line is they've got to get better goaltending. I thought Corpusallo, and I said this during the radio slash television broadcasts that Corpusallo played, and he won two in a row. He's playing better because a the kid went through uh, a sickness, went through COVID, and went through an injury played once every 10 days. And uh, here I go again, it's making an excuse, but the fact that he was able to play back-to-back games, I thought he was pretty sharp.
2: Well, Rims, let me ask you then, what do you see them doing with the goaltending situation at the trade deadline? I mean, are you expecting that they would move Corpus Allo? Cause I mean, that's been my expectation. Are you thinking that's not in the cards now?
6: Well, I, I think that, uh, uh, it bothers me. And, and I, I, talked about this, uh, during the telecast, uh, I think it was unfair, and there are several teams interested in Corpus Allo, but saying, well, he really hasn't regained the form that he showed previously. Hasn't regained the form that he showed previously is because the guy was hurt and the guy was sick, and he went through two sicknesses back-to-back. The fact that you play once every 10 days, you're not going to get it done. But to answer your question, bottom line, I think there will be interest, but I also think Yarmo Kekalainen and and the management are not going to give him away. Uh, they'll have to get uh, somewhat of a return, and and they obviously have an idea what they're looking for. I think Corpus Allo is capable of being a number one goaltender in this league. Jody and I talked about it during the telecast, but again, if he's going to be that number one guy, he's got to play.
0: Oh, hello. Name-dropping with Jeff Rimmer, sponsored by Rimmer's Friends, Buyer's Imports by the Airport. Rimmer, would you like to talk about your friends?
6: Would I ever like to talk about uh, my friends... Buyers imports by the airport. We've talked about them exclusively here over the last uh, few years. And I tell you, there's not a better place to purchase a car. And it's not just when you buy the car. It's the after the purchase service that you will get there. In fact, I spent some time with the service manager there, Eric Friend, in the last uh, few days. And I'll tell you what, he is tip-top. Is he not only the uh, Porsche Uh, service manager, but he is uh, the service manager for all of the Buyer's Imports uh, uh, cars. Oh, you got that one more time for Buyer's Imports because they do have whatever you're looking for, a brand new Porsche, perhaps a pre-owned Porsche, Audi, Volkswagen. And again, I really, really like to plug at Buyer's Imports by the airport. (laughs)
0: You
2: seem dis- you seem distracted. Like- what are you doing? Remember, I like how you turn into like a smooth jazz
6: radio jockey. I know. Disc you, you, jockey it's, as what else is that. happening with you? Because
0: you seem like something else is going on.
6: What's what's distracting no, you? I'm I'm walking outside. That's uh, that's what's distracting me. Are I'm you looking- in Florida? Yes. How
0: how are the yapper dogs?
6: Uh, well, I'm not home right now because I'm visiting uh, Crosby, your uh, daughter's future boyfriend. And oh by the yes. Way, I got a- I got to tell you, there's a, a, a match to be made there because I saw the picture on uh, Facebook, since I am one of your Facebook friends, of the family. You guys look great. Great picture. In fact, Kristen, she looks younger and younger all the time. Looks great. Better watch out. Where's my compliment? You look the same. You never <laughs> no, I see. don't look the
0: same. I look much, much worse. All right.
6: No, you really? don't. No, you don't. You well, let's, uh, let's, let's do name dropping. Come on. Let's go. Oh, boy, you guys are putting pressure on me. There's not really putting pressure on you. This <laughs> is the name of this segment.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I'm on
2: sports well, Center, but you I, want me to talk about sports? You're putting a lot of pressure on me. Well, I didn't know we were going to talk about that.
6: I, I, I go to the one of the great cities in North America, if not the world, in Montreal, and we're in the hotel. We're in a bubble. I didn't get a chance to see anybody. Uh, hey, I, I've got to be honest with you. I've got no names to drop this week. Perhaps other than Gerard Gallant, and I'm, of course, former head coach and assistant coach with the Blue Jackets. Now the head coach of the New York Rangers, and I uh, had a nice visit with uh, with Gerard last week, and he came actually came to the game the night before uh, the Blue Jacket uh, Ranger game, and he talked in terms and we all know about the previous night, it was just a a blowout. We talked about it last week on the show, but he said his team has gone through the same thing. Teams are going to have those types of games based on the season, and again, it's going to sound like an excuse, but with all this bubble and guys being tested every day, which, by the way, they're not going to be tested here after the All-Star game, or if teams have already finished uh, their pre-All-Star schedule, there'll be no more testing other than when they go to Canada and if uh, there are uh, any symptoms with the players, but it's been a tough grind, and all teams of the National Hockey League, not just the Blue Jackets, have had nights like uh, you guys were whining about there last week.
0: Yeah,
2: <laughs> remember we're whining about it? I can help you with your name dropping because I remember a while ago you gave me a text message where you were hanging out with a guy named uh, Elio Castroneves. You remember that night where you were you yeah. met up with yeah, him? I've
6: got pictures. Yeah, I've got pictures to prove it.
2: Right. Well, he just won. The Rolex 24 at Daytona, down there in the fine state of Florida, this past weekend with Mike Shank Racing, based out of Pensacola, same team that he won the Indy 500 with in an Indy car last year. Talk about your guy, Elio Castroneves. How about that?
6: Well, let me tell you, he is one classy guy, and uh, boy, he can uh, he can dance on the dance floor. Not that uh, he could teach me a thing or two, but uh, the fact of the matter is, the guy is just a class act all the way around. And I had a chance to spend an evening with him. Uh, He was a popular guy, certainly with the ladies. And, uh, well, actually, I was pretty popular with the ladies that night as well. So I guess I should mention that.
0: (laughs) Who was, what was the story you were telling? Whose mom was all over you? Oh, Anna Kornikova's mom. Anna Kornikova's mom. mom. I got to tell you, I could have
7: had her.
2: (laughs) (laughs) How old was hey. Anna Kornikova's mom? Is she, like, pushing 35 at the time? Or how Like, I don't know. Like, how old was she? Was well, she a very was, old lady? Well, we gotta
6: figure, We got to figure this out now. Uh, Fedorov was with her when she was very, very young. Mm-hmm. and call. Yeah, too young. Got, and, got it. And then, then uh, Bure got her on the rebound. Uh, <laughs> I, think,
2: <laughs> I like how you're calling this like a hockey game.
6: <laughs> Uh, so how old's I mom? Think, I I think she must have been in her uh well, mid-40s mid-40s. She's oh mid forties. Mid forties. She's fifty eight now. Well yeah, but okay. this yeah, was a, a long while ago. No, yeah. And I'm saying now she's
7: yeah. fifty eight, so I don't know when that was, but
6: See, she was pretty young. She's pretty Rimmer doesn't tell any fibs. Rimmer tells her like don't Are you don't
0: do third person now. <laughs> You've got enough problems. <laughs> you don't need to be talking in the third person, all right? We gotta go.
6: <laughs> hey. It's been my pleasure, mm-hmm. and we're in, we're in for a pretty interesting second half here with the Blue Jackets. Oh, by the way, just some late-breaking news. I don't know if you guys got it earlier today, but uh, Eric Robinson uh, is out for the next four to six weeks with a sprained knee picked up in that last game against Florida with a what I thought should have been a penalty.
0: Oh, who was it that stuck his ass out Otis. and got Otis. him? Otis. Okay. Radic- who
2: got it? Otis. Who got him on the rebound, Rims? That's what I want to know. You got him on yeah, the rebound. nobody
6: got him. Nobody got him on the okay. rebound because right. uh, he somersaulted uh, on that knee, and that did not look good. No.
0: Did his mom ever hit on you? So like, yes, Mrs. Robinson <laughs> hit on me. They
6: wrote a song about that. Hey, I that, believe that'd make a great song. Yeah, I just you. that'd be a great song. All right,
0: I gotta go. Was- name drop. Stop name dropping with Jeff Rimmer on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems fan guest hotline. Back page coming up. Common Man and T Bone on the fan.
4: Fan traffic
3: from the Meister's Bar
4: Traffic Center. Good evening. Watch out for an accident causing slowdowns on 270 northbound before I-70. Traffic is slow from US-33 in this area as things continue to clear. Please be cautious over here in the meantime and plan on some backups. This traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options to help the customers stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. I'm the Ray with Fan Traffic.
5: and sweaty don't be like Quad and beaver queef. call my friends at care heating and cooling care heating and cooling call 1-800 cooling or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company beaver queef can trust
0: Buckeye show coming up at the top of the hour the fine host of the Buckeye show your friend and mine Timmy Hall hello Timmy oh you guys bone man how we doing today I've been waiting to talk to you all day because Mm. you are a fan of the Washington football team they officially made the change today they are the Washington commanders we got a new logo we got new uniforms so tell me Timmy what do you think
7: Oh, what did you say about a logo? That That's actually a logo? I'm guessing you don't like it by this no, time. No, I, I don't think that counts as a logo. It's a letter. It's a couple of words with two stripes, on one on top, one on the bottom. And then there's a circle with stuff written inside of it, like a soccer crest. That's what they gave you. I... I think the name sucks. I think the uniforms are worse, and the logos and designs are terrible. And I understand right. what the Cleveland Guardians fans went through now when they had a chance to do something cool, and you felt like they just completely screwed it up. There were some name options out there that could have been really cool. I loved how the president, though, when they announced that they were going to do this on 2 twenty two. The first line in the story was, it's not going to be one of the early fan favorites on social media, but, and then he listed out, or they told you about the eight names that it could be, and also great job by letting a helicopter just peer into the dump of a stadium they have to leak the name out to everybody two weeks ago. Great job, team.
2: Yeah, that's well, Timmy, Mm. I am sorry that your team uh, is not very good at all of this, and it's unfortunate, but it does look like you and I use a, a little website program to occasionally make little graphics for social media.
7: <laughs> Did they make does this it, on Canva? <laughs> does it
2: not look like you could just make this in the cheapest form
7: of Photoshop
2: you could find? Yeah. It doesn't even look like it's something that would take 10 minutes to come up with.
7: Mm, ma'am. But, you know, Bone, like you, like you would as a Browns fan, the thing that I hang my hat on is despite... You know, not getting the name completely right. You have one of the best owners in sports. <laughs> yeah, You've <right>. got total <laughs> yeah. total competence everywhere. And they win on the field, but off the field. More importantly, they treat people well. That's what you have to love about them.
0: What's coming up on the Buckeyes show tonight, Timmy?
7: We got a nice power hour. Me and Eric Reeser will be with you. It is National Signing Day, of course. So we will gloss over that 2022 class that the Buckeyes brought in. That's always a big deal. Lifeblood of any good program, right? Recruiting. We got three new signees today. We got to talk about crazy Jim Harbaugh. I love that highlight video that you posted, by the way. That was, Oh, the,
0: the uh, NFL primetime, yeah, long form? Yes,
7: that was fantastic, with young Jim being like, well, he's the coach, after Ditka told him he's never allowed to make an audible again for the rest of his career. We uh, will also hear a little bit from Ryan Day and some of the new guys. So, good hour, and then we've got some Jackets talk, and the 11 Warriors radio hour after that at 8 o'clock. I do want to apologize, because yesterday
0: I threw the question out to Bone do you think there's been an NFL head coach that puts product in his hair like Sean McVay does? I mean, it's clearly intentional. And I said, Do you think Ditka put product in his hair? And oh, shame, sure. on, shame on me. I forgot, and you can Google it if you want to. I forgot that once upon a time, Mike Ditka had a perm google it (laughs) mike ditka ditka perm google that it is the stuff of nightmares back page hit it the back page the back
1: page with common man and t-bone
3: sponsored by care heating and cooling when you need a company you can trust call 1-800 cooling
1: bone well man uh shane mcmahon
2: made his return to wwe was he gone 2022 royal rumble yes apparently so but uh, apparently, he's gone again. He's gone because, again. So he reportedly helped produce his Royal Rumble match, This the actual Royal Rumble event, the match at the end of the big event, where then that apparently got a lot of backstage frustrations levied at him for basically trying to make the Rumble all about himself, which apparently he was not supposed to do. It was supposed to go a little bit different. A different person behind the scenes had come up with a different way that was supposed to go and he changed it up. Apparently this ruffled a lot of feathers within the company. He was scheduled to begin a what they call a program in wrestling which means he's going to start fighting a new guy fighting air quotes leading up to WrestleMania. He was supposed to begin a program with Seth Rollins and that was supposed to culminate with a big match at WrestleMania. But what happened instead? That has apparently all been scrapped. The writers have all been told We're just not going to be doing anything new with Shane, so just leave that alone. Now, Shane McMahon, of course, son of the guy who runs and owns the WWE, obviously, Vince McMahon. Now they are saying, according to Dave Meltzer, Mike,
0: Ringside News
2: reporting Shane McMahon out of the company.
0: Well, and how do you think that went? You think dear old dad brought him into the office and said, Mm -hmm. I love you like a son, because you are my son, but you're fine
2: then instinctively, Shane McMahon climbed the drapes and fell on his dad's table and said, Will this, will this do it, Dad? Will this let me back in, please? No. no. <laughs> yes, I've seen no. that. And how about this? I didn't even know they tracked things like this. I mean, I guess I shouldn't be so stupid as to think they wouldn't, but a bolt of lightning hit, well, went across the sky in April of 2020. That's, I'm sure, it happens all the time, right? But this particular bolt of lightning has now been confirmed as a world record. The World Meteorological Organization said Monday this lightning bolt stretched 477.2 miles across the skies of Texas, Louisiana, and Mississippi. It set a record. Mm. There has never been a longer measured lightning strike in world history, according to this organization. So there you go.
0: Thank you, Bo. Uh, Buckeye shows next Inside Edge 7 o'clock 11 Warriors 8 o'clock 9 o'clock A special winter storm version of Perverted We'll talk to you tomorrow From the basements Common Man and T-Bone on the fan Fan
3: traffic From the Meisters Bar Traffic Center
4: Good evening, still watching slowdowns on 270 Northbound before I-70, an accident still blocking the right shoulder in that area. Traffic is backed up to US-33 and still continues to build. Please be careful as things continue to clear. This traffic report is sponsored by Audible. Make this the winter of you with Audible. Listen to the best of what you love, from comedy to wellness to the latest bestsellers. Find it all at Audible with audiobooks, exclusive originals, and popular podcasts. Start listening free when you sign up at audible.com. I'm the NRA with fan traffic.
0: With arms wide open, the way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. The Lindsay Honda
3: Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com.
1: WBNSFM. HD1 Columbus. The fan.
0: Hey, common man here. I know what you're thinking. This guy again. But, we have some special bonus stuff for you. Sponsored, of course, by our friends Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust.
1: One is angry, the other one is bald. What do you think I mean bald? Bald! Bald bald!
0: Here's man and bone. I want to point something out. All right. I too would be bald. If I, don't, if I didn't take these pills every single day. <laughs> I've been taking the Propecia pills or whatever the generic is called now. Yeah. For almost 20 years. It's called Amateur Pecia. <laughs>
1: hey.
0: I did to think about it for a second. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> and I'm so terrified that if I stop taking these pills, like my hair will just fall out in one day. All of it. Yeah. Well, it's funny because we were watching last night. I had
2: the NBA games on and uh, ESPN. I'm trying to remember who was